Those other podcasts try to sell you items you definitely do not need. And that's why you need to try Blue Chew Gum, because if you're not stiff, you're not living the life. We're only here to provide you with the best in podcasting entertainment. I'm already stiff from the chairs we sit in here at TMB Studios. Hey, can we get a new chair? No! TMB Studios. It's what you want. What's going on, everyone? It's me, Caleb Stovall, here with another edition of the Power Rangers Go podcast right here exclusively on TMB Studios. Yes, I am back from a week-long vacation at the beach. It was a total blast. I had so much fun uh, and everything like that, but I am so glad to get back to this podcast right here. It's so good to be here with y'all talking, of course, about one of my favorite subjects in the world, and that is the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Brings back so many memories uh, and one's not. And I gotta bring him in, and uh, I'm gonna bring in the man who is gonna have a new nickname before the end of this podcast, <laughs> as if he doesn't have enough already. He is the man. He is superhero Hobie Q. He is the ace of everything. Uh, Mr. Quentin Ficklin. Ace, what's going on, man? Kayla, what's good, man? I, you know, I wish I was lucky enough to have a beach trip, also, but other than, <laughs> other than that, I, I guess I'm doing all right. Yeah, well, I, I, I trust me, I got lucky in in going on on the beach trip uh, that I went on and stuff like that. But yes, I've got a new nickname for you. All right, me and Chris thought this one up. Are you ready for it? Oh, <laughs> uh, let me hear it. All right, you're gonna be now called the Ace of the Morphing Grid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's too good. Yep. That is too good. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so it's the ace of the Morphin Grid. So if you're wondering why I'm calling him ace, that's why. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so like, man, like that that's a pretty uh, prestigious title. Does that put me like on level with Zordon? You know, like where where am I you know, on the spectrum? You know, you know, me and Chris thought that too. I'm like I'm like I'm like he could be he could be Zordon's lost long lost son or something. He could that's be right. Ace Dawn. <laughs> I, I was in one of those eggs that we spoke about last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yes, those are what the eggs. That's why I sort of wanted them destroyed. Oh, he's trying to stop me from coming up and claiming my birthright. <laughs> oh, oh, Lord. Oh, I love it already. Well, Ace, let's not, let's not waste any time. Let's get in to what we're here to talk about today, which is the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Season 1. Of course, we did uh, episodes uh, 4 through 8, I believe, uh, uh, last week. Or was it 5 through 8? Yeah, actually, 5 through 8. It was 5 through 8. Right. And um, like I said, being at the beach, it's made me forget things already. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we we went through those and and, and we saw those episodes. So now we're going to move ahead along into the season. Uh, we have episode nine, For Whom the Bell Trolls is what it's called. And if that was in today's climate, it would be For Whom the Bell Hashtags or something. <laughs> <laughs> for Whom the Bell Trolls on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you know, if, if nothing else, this has a very creative and unique name for the episode. Well, it's it's a very uh, unique and creative concept, to be quite honest. Uh, it for is the Power Rangers on this episode. We see them 
kind of dabbling in, uh, in, in something else, which, uh, which when we start the episode, we started with a show and tell day, which, uh, oh my God, Ace, they're actually in school. They're actually in school. I was like, whoa. <laughs> We're actually, there's actually a teacher and there's a classroom. I didn't know these existed. <laughs> yeah, like this, this blew my mind. Like you guys actually go to school, like not just the hallways, but you actually in there. <laughs> I uh, know. Well, it's it's show and tell, and we and we did have that uh, back in the day it, when I went to school. I didn't have it in high school or anything like that, but we had it in elementary school, so I guess it fit pretty much with everything. And we start off, and Trini is going to show us a collection of her dolls, her doll collection uh, that she has, and one of her most prized possessions, I guess is uh, the doll named Tickle Sneezer, which whoever came up with that, <laughs> I have no idea. Jeez, like that. Oh, man, like that. that is just one of the most bizarre names I've ever heard. <laughs> it was like I'm sitting there going like, I don't even think the Super Sentai footage like even called him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Watch his Japanese name. Be like, be like the gnome of the century or something. Right. Like <laughs> but they went with tickle sneezer here in the American version, and again, I'm not really sure why, but they did. So right. uh, he shows them that, and so we get a look at what you know. I, pretty much when we see this doll, we're like, okay, well, this doll is going to become a factor uh, at some point in this episode, obviously. Yes. And then we've got uh, everyone else uh, showing their uh, show and tell, which, of course, Jason shows off his karate skills, which I'm pretty sure if you went to that school, you should if you didn't know that already. About <laughs> right. Jason, Jason, Jason he definitely go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say Jason definitely cheated. Like, you know, he didn't. It's like he forgot that it was show and tell. And so he just, you know, ripped out in one of his uh, one of his fighting poles and just, you know, said, hey, uh, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> same same thing probably. with Kimberly. You like. <laughs> oh, I know. I just I, I, I just saw that, too. Like Kimberly just did a handstand. I'm like, you already know you can do that. Right. <laughs> Zach, Zach, though. Other than Billy had to have the funniest one, though, because all he did was just show that he had a surfboard. Exactly. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's surfing up on top of the Applebee's desk. I mean, he, he may as well have said, imagine, I'm gonna, okay, this is theater of the mind. Use your imagination. <laughs> Pretend that I'm on the ocean right now and that I'm on a wave. <laughs> hey Billy, you know that virtual reality glasses you had? <laughs> Bring them back here forever. <laughs> oh. oh Lord, I just saw that and just went, oh my God, for real. <laughs> and then <laughs> Billy brings in his uh volcano that he's made, uh, which those were actually those are actually pretty common back then surprisingly right yeah 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 i I do uh they they were pretty common and uh i gotta say i'm I'm really surprised that this is where billy pulled out you know we've seen billy once again make teleporters slash communicators we've seen him make like (laughs) light speed flying boats wagons you know (laughs) right we've seen billy do some pretty incredible stuff and it's like oh the volcano is what you come with now (laughs) (laughs) yeah he he couldn't show him, you know, he couldn't show him the ride bug. That, that, that was too much. People That's true. Known. Oh, dude, he's a Power <laughs> Ranger. That's what they use. 
<laughs> I still, I still, for the life of me, do not get that contraption. I'm just like, who oh, the hell came yeah. up with that? <laughs> I, and, and and I wonder, uh, just out of curiosity, do you know if we ever see the rad bug again? We do, actually. <laughs> okay. We do. Okay. Spoiler alert, we do. We <laughs> see it a couple of more times. I'll go ahead and spoil it for you. We actually see it in, in the most badass part of this whole entire series when Tommy comes in. Oh, oh, yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. We'll see it. We'll see it then. And uh, we see it a couple of more times, if I if I remember correctly. But it wasn't like, 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 here's the thing about the rap bug was it was so insignificant in the show, if you think about it, that they didn't even bother <laughs> to make a toy of it. <laughs> no, that, I mean, what, what would the toy look like? I mean, it'd just be a, it'd just be a, I don't ball. know. It wouldn't look like anything special. <laughs> maybe if they, maybe if they had had it on like a crane and it just dropped down into the, the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, more, Oh my goodness! What what is it called? The command center. Good lord! Oh I yeah, <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't think there for a minute. But the command center, like 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 like, what if they just had a life size model of the command center and it drops the rabbi? <laughs> <laughs> that could be the only use for it. I, I mean, it's like the, the rad bug. It just it just seems so out of place, you know, and it, it's just it's just, you know, uh, a, a sign of the, the budgetary restraints of, of the day. But uh, yeah, they were like, hey, we can't use the colored lights all the time. So let's just use this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I think one of the stage hands has an old bug we can use. Just put it on in here. <laughs> put a little propeller looking thing on the top. <laughs> right. <of it> too. <laughs> I, I still don't get that, but we don't see the rat bug in this. But maybe he should have brought that for show and tell. He'd have had all the girls on him. Oh yeah, that car could go where we could sneak out at night easily. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh my lord. Anyways, so yeah, uh, we we go now then to Trini's house. And it shows her about to fall asleep and she's, you know, putting up her stuff and everything. And then Squat sneaks into her room or I guess teleports into her room and uh, kidnaps Mr. Tickle Sneezer. And, of course, Rita makes a monster out of it. <laughs> let's, but- let's talk about how <laughs> just how asinine this is. So <laughs> Squat sneaks into Trini's room, a Power Ranger who has consistently been kicking their ass, okay, for the for the entirety of the show. Right. And what's Rita's plan here? Not not incapacitate Trini, not not take her out, not kill her, not kidnap her. Her plan is to take the doll. <laughs> And turn it into a monster. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, now that you mention it, <laughs> they were already crossing the line with him sneaking into a room like oh, that. Yeah. So they were like, oh yeah, so yeah. They were like, how can we make this as less impactful? <laughs> All right, we'll just have her have him steal the doll. Don't steal her. <laughs> I thought that too. I was like, yeah. I was like, she's right there. Take her. <laughs> she wouldn't be able to do anything. Right. Like she would be caught <laughs> off guard. That actually, the putties could have come into her room at that point and kidnapped her, or maybe they couldn't. I don't know. But right. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that too. But that apparently 
is Rita's big master plan, of course. And so <laughs> it's got to involve a monster. There's no other way that anything can work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's got got to steal the doll to turn him into a monster. Yeah. That's the only plan. <laughs> So she's so she steals the thing and be, makes it a big monster. Well, not a big monster yet, but makes it a monster nonetheless. And you know, the next thing she does is tell him, "Go collect stuff." But what's interesting about this, which we kind of see right already off the bat, Ace, mm-hmm. uh, is the fact that this monster isn't really monsterish. Yeah, no, uh, he he's not. Uh, Mr. Tickle Sneezer, he seems to be all about his hobby, which is collecting. Yeah, uh, it, which I mean, she even says it when you know, uh, presenting him and mm-hmm. stuff like that to the class, she makes it known that he is a collector, uh, in, in some sense. And I'm not sure exactly what, but uh, yeah, he, he likes collecting things and, and that's what he's known for. And that is what he's all about, too, as a monster, he's just all about collecting things and he starts collecting things real quick i mean he he collects uh train uh plane uh i did not just try to make a nursery rhyme there (laughs) (laughs) but he he collects some kind of uh also some, some kind of building right it looks like like the uh like the eiffel tower um it looked like something like that, but it's some kind of Japanese uh, right. building, as you can tell, because it immediately switches to Super Sentai footage uh, <laughs> when it comes to that. And it's probably because in America they were just like, they were just like, there's no way we can have a budget and shoot that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's no way we can do that. Right. No possible we're way. Already pushing it with the rap bug. Yeah. <laughs> Well, oh, he's man. just collecting things, and he ends up collecting uh, our two heroes, Trini and Billy. Um, he, they are in a car, and he just he sees them and collects them. And right. you know, he's not going to, but he doesn't have any evil intentions to do with them. He just thinks, "Oh, this is just collecting. I'm I'm doing no harm and stuff like that." Yeah, and it it also seemed like he had no intentions of capturing them. In particular, he saw the car and said, "Ooh, shiny car!" Yeah. And you know, took the car, and then he saw, "Oh, and I got something else in here too." And so it's like he didn't even realize that he was, you know, stealing people when he took the car. Yeah, and it's funny because he he looks at them and he says, "Well, don't worry, I'm not going to hurt you." Right. <laughs> and it was about that. That voice is great, by the way, Caleb. <laughs> Let me Thank tell you. That's a great. It's a great impersonation. <laughs> Of Tickle Sneezer. Like, this guy has the most ridiculous voice, name, yes, and look. Like, and that's saying something. If you can be an outlandish looking character on Power Rangers, you have outdone yourself. Yes. But man, he's, he, it, it, it was, it was, it was insane the voice that they decided to go with. But I think the reason that they did that would be pretty much because, you know, they wanted to make it known that, hey, this is not a bad guy. Actually, mm-hmm. like, like this monster is actually not a monster. This is just yeah. something Rita has made, but thinks that she's made a monster pretty much. So I think that's pretty, I think they did that on purpose, mm-hmm. which was, you know, to basically just say, no, 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 th- this guy is good. Because if, right. if this guy had seriously been, 
I'm going to destroy you, Power Rangers. I wouldn't have been able to take it seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have been like, I'd have slapped him. I'd have just been like, right. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, this, this is no way. There's just no way. But the, he captures Trini and Billy. And Zach and Jason are, of course, you know, sparring. And mm-hmm. Trini's watching. They're at the juice bar, of course. Where else would they be in Power Rangers? And, <laughs> and she hands him two boards. And, and you know, he breaks them. No problem. Mm-hmm. And Bulk says, I can do that. And so he takes the... He takes the the uh, the lid off of the cake, the chocolate cake that is sitting right there, and he just <laughs> just hits it. It's and, right. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there going, "What are you trying to prove?" <laughs> <laughs> That's an excellent question. And you know what? It's it's gotten to the point where, like, as soon as as soon as Ernie put that cake on the table, it's like, "Oh, here we go." You just <laughs> you just knew something's gonna happen with it. Well, I I was about to say because anything that Ernie puts up there that is like a food of some kind, it's gonna end up somewhere, and mostly it's gonna end up on Vulcan's <laughs> skull or something like that. You know, I, I think I think we just solved the mystery. I think that's where the bulk of the budget went was towards food props. <laughs> <laughs> Especially after the food fight, they were like, "Well, right. our budget's done for the season." <laughs> Sorry, guys. You guys aren't going to get paid right now. Right. <laughs> it's going to be a couple weeks. <laughs> We're, the Power Rangers, and keep in mind, too, at this point, the Power Rangers, you know, they're popular, but they're not as popular as they would become. Right now, uh, they're still in very... that kind of, like, middle stage, if you, oh, if yeah. you look, think about it. Yeah, th- this is still very, very early in the season, you know, and... And oftentimes, like a lot of things such as like, you know, budgetary restraints and all that aren't yeah. really reevaluated re- until like at least to the end of the season, you know. And I mean, so the the show, as I'm sure we're going to get into as these episodes roll on. But, man, this has become such a cultural phenomenon. Uh, and, you know, I, I think, as you said, right now, they were around that middling ground. But, man, they really do begin to pick up even more steam and just start to take over. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we can see that as the episodes roll along. And as we roll along in this episode, um, Tickle Sneezer, you know, he still has Trini and Billy. One of the things that I saw that kind of made me cringe in, in, in somewhat a good way, like, like when you're watching something uh, like this, which is the fact of he drops the bottle with the two of them in it. Yes. And they're on a railroad track. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, good Lord, this show was already saying uh, that it was too violent for kids. <laughs> Y'all right. threatened to run them <laughs> over with a train. Yes, that would have been terrible, even though it would have been well, would have been more awful, but also really great itself. You know, the power or, you know, we, we see uh, Billy and Trini are saved, but then like a group of putties get smashed by the train. That would have been great. Oh, is <laughs> that the putties don't get it enough? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I can see that though, but but yeah, they, they get threatened to almost be run over by a train, and you know, Tickle Caesar is saying, "Stop the train!" Blah blah blah. Of course, no one can, and Kimberly saves him in the nick of time. Yes. And what's funny is she goes, she looks at him, and she goes, she goes, 
you guys ready to get out of there? They just look at each other and just go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, what do you think the answer is going to be, Kimberly? <laughs> like, <laughs> they just look at each other like, yeah, like, get us <laughs> out of here right now. Right. We just almost got run over by a train. <laughs> what do you think our answer is? <laughs> so she lets them out, and they get out of it. And what's funny is that the car starts moving. I thought, I thought, what would be really bad is if that car just started moving another train. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just, no. <laughs> it would just be terrible. That would be awful. It would be. Oh, It'd be the shortest Power Rangers in history. Right. The network would be like, oh, that's it. Careful that's, this show. Yep, that's the end of this season. <laughs> that's that's I, it. I, well, what happened? We don't, we don't know. We don't care. Another executive says, well, I'm sure that Beetleborg should take off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got VR Troopers. That's right. We can, we can still do VR Troopers. There'll be a huge smash. There'll be a huge smash. It only lasted two seasons as opposed to 25 years of Power Rangers. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. That's just too good. But anyway, so they finally are free. You know, she even makes the monster grow. And he's making it known. He's like, I don't want to fight. I'm not a fighter here. Mm -hmm. I just have. But actually, it's funny because he he didn't say no to Rita at the same time. Yeah, that, that's that's true. And you wonder if maybe it was out of maybe fear of Rita, you know, like maybe he was afraid of what she'd do to him if he said no. Maybe. I, I don't know. I didn't even get that. It was more just he he did have a little evil side to him. I yeah. Think, I don't know. I mean, that there was, was probably hard to explain. Yeah, and there probably was a tinge of evil to him seeing that, you know, there was a bit of Regis magic that was used to make him. Right, right, and and I, I think I think that was just his hesitation. Yeah, of, of everything, but he does he tries to fight the uh, the uh, Power Rangers because he wants to you know obviously collect them, mm-hmm. and he does end up collecting. He the does, <laughs> and somehow when they're in this little toy form, they're able to call down the Megasword. <laughs> yeah. Now, also, this is just my now you got my mind on like a dark path, Caleb, since you start okay. talking about that train, but you know. <laughs> How great would it have been if they summoned the Mega Sword and the sword just comes down and just decapitates Tickle Sneezer? Just <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Oh, that that wasn't quite the plan, but it'll work." <laughs> Dark thoughts. I think you just went down a black hole, Ace. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God. Uh, well, I could see that, I guess, but probably not in this version of the Power Rangers. <laughs> no, definitely not. No, <laughs> like like you said in our first episode, this would be in the adult version, the uh, the motherfucking Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> this would be this would be the long lost episode that no one would be able to find. <laughs> oh my lord, this goes up. Those that goes up there. Right with that opening pilot that, thank God, no one saw. Oh, thank goodness, yeah. Oh, that was terrible. <laughs> that that pilot might have approved that uh, uh, in this episode. <laughs> I think you're right. 
Fox, on the other hand, who had this at the time, I don't think they would have appreciated no, that. No, they're like, no, this doesn't quite line up with our uh, our Fox kids lineup. <laughs> not at all. This does not look like any of the children's shows that we have on right now. <laughs> but hey. Y'all got VR Troopers. Y'all keep that one at a minute. Oh, my Lord. But we, we finally get the Rangers to talk him into giving back uh, everything that he's given up. Because he even says that. I didn't want to hurt anyone. I didn't want to hurt anyone. I just <laughs> wanted to collect things. <laughs> I know. I do it too well. You do. I think you do this on your free time. <laughs> No, (laughs) I don't even have a response for that one. So I'm just going to move on anyway. (laughs) Um, But he he, he gives back everything and we see that he's given stuff back. And then we see that it was all a dream. It was all a dream by Trini. Yeah. Interesting take on the episode. I I really kind of dug it, actually. Yeah, this is a very interesting spin, like one that I didn't see coming and. Like, as, as a kid, like, that probably went over my head. It might, dude, I think it went over my head, too, because I don't remember it. Right. And, I, and like, watching this episode back, when because when I saw this, I was just like, okay, how is this going to end? And then when it ends, I'm like, oh, okay, that's actually, that's actually pretty clever. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, uh, it, it it was like a a pretty clever thing for them to do to be like, oh no, this is just a dream, right. uh, and uh, you know it, it. You do kind of wonder, like with it being a dream sequence. Thankfully, they didn't do this route, but in most cases, a lot of shows would feel like they have a little more leeway to do things darker if they know they can undo it by the end of the episode. Yes, uh, especially during this time, I, I could definitely see that. I think this was literally just though for this episode. Yeah. I don't think that I don't think that there was I don't think that when they, you know, made this they thought, oh well now we can go a lot darker. Oh yeah, no, no, definitely like that. But I do think I do think it was just an interesting spin uh, Mm -hmm. that they did that that they probably didn't really even think was that interesting of a spin. They just kind of put it in there. Right. But it works out. It does, and I, I know this much. If I was training, I would have threw that goddamn doll away when I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> but she didn't. She was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Night, Mr. Tickle Sneeze. I just, I was like, oh, my God. I would be like, I'd be throwing that doll in the trash. Oh, I'd yeah. Like, be like, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the movie Puppet Master. <laughs> right. <laughs> this had it written. That, dude, that doll almost looked like the doll from the Puppet Master. Did it not? It, it kind of did. It, as a matter of fact, when, when did Puppet Master come out? I want to say in the 80s, didn't it? It had to be like in the, in the mid to late 80s, right? Yeah. Had to have been around that. It might have been early 90s as well. I can't remember exactly when Puppet Masters came out, but I remember... I, everyone remembers that doll jumping from the bed. Oh, and yeah. When I saw this doll, I was like, I was like, that's the same doll. It's going to kill us all <laughs> in the Power Rangers. <laughs> like, Trent, you got to run. Like, <laughs> Rita doesn't know what she's unwoken. It's going right. to kill her, too. 
<laughs> would have been an interesting crossover, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would have been pretty great, actually. I would have. I would have done that. It would have been. It would have been. I. I'd have. I'd have watched it. It had given me nightmares for years, but I'd have watched it. <laughs> <laughs> but that was for whom the bell trolls. This was a pretty good episode, though. It's more filler, as you can clearly see. There's not that much to talk about in this episode. But it's just a little fun filler episode. Uh, what'd you think of it, Ace? I mean, no, ultimately, I thought that this was, uh, I thought it was effective overall. Like you said, it, it did function more as filler more than anything else. Right. Um, but I, I thought that uh, still it had some really entertaining aspects to it. Uh, I, I mean, definitely had an interesting spin as far as like the, the, the creature of the week type ordeal. Right. Uh, but no, I, actually, I, I, I enjoyed this one more so than anything because it was uh i mean it stood out from a lot of the other episodes so far right uh, and and I, I enjoyed it i thought it had uh i thought it had a different spin on it like like we keep saying i like the ending to it all and this episode was pretty good uh to me mm-hmm. i did think though like if you're gonna call something monstrous or something <laughs> don't call it tickle sneezer don't even call it good doll tickle sneezer <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine like if the wwf had seen that and been like hey but we need more children's character what's that chi- what's that thing called tickle hey, sneezer listen don't come into the ring tickle don't, sneezer don't don't tempt early 90s vince mcmahon because he'd be all about that <laughs> i know i'm surprised he didn't i'm surprised he didn't get anything from the power rangers which he might have he might have yeah i yeah. don't know i'd have to look at that that that'd be for swn uh on one of these <laughs> uh, on one of my episodes or something like that but as far as this episode for whom the bell trolls uh that has come to a close and uh, for as for the Power Rangers Go podcast, we will be right back to talk about the very next episode, which is called Happy Birthday, Zach. It's on the other side. Come on back with us. It's the Power Rangers Go podcast exclusively here on TMB Studios. Hello, Internet. It's Chris Dickens. And have you ever considered going to a restaurant but wasn't sure about their food quality, their atmosphere and their ease of access? Well, let me take the stress out of that by offering you the chance to listen to the newest podcast on TMB Studios called The Bite. On The Bite, yours truly goes to these restaurants in and around the nation and lets you know from my own firsthand experience about their food quality, their atmosphere, and their location's ease of access. And then you, the consumer, can make the decision on your own account listening for this podcast if the place is worth your time and your money. All you have to do is just tune in for brand new episodes of The Bite. It's worth the time, worth the patience, and ultimately, worth your sanity. Check out The Bite on TMB Studios. All right, we are back here on the Power Rangers Go podcast. Ace of the Morphing Grid, Mr. Quentin Ficklin. It's already catching on, see? (laughs) What's good? It's Zordon's long lost son. People that, that he tried to he tried to get rid of him uh, with the eggs because we never see him again. <laughs> never see him again. Uh, you know, all, all, some twenty odd years later, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Well, well, we're having some fun here, and we're about to have some fun with this episode. This next episode is called Happy Birthday, Zach. I wonder what this is about, Ace. <laughs> you know, from that description, it's hard to say. It could be about anything. It could be. You know, it, it could be that Zach's going on a walk in the woods. It could be that he's doing something. But I think it has something to do with a birthday. I'm not sure, but I think it has something to do with that. You might be right. Maybe even his. <laughs> Maybe. Well, as we see in the opening of this episode, uh, it clearly is the gang uh, are getting ready to throw Zach uh, a surprise birthday party, of course, in the juice bar. And because, um, you know, we can't hold any other birthday parties anywhere else but the juice bar, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's only one location in this entire show. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got. <laughs> Apparently. Got, oh, no, there's, there's two. You got the juice bar and the command center. Like, that's... that's. <laughs> Imagine if the they two. had tried to throw a surprise party at, at the command center. <laughs> that probably would have been great, actually. I think I would have done that. Probably would have. They'd have had the rat bug drop in with him. <laughs> just have him get in the rat bug, have all the others already there. He just drops down. What am I doing here? Surprise! <laughs> <laughs> that would be the greatest thing ever but it opens up uh in the juice bar with them getting ready for the surprise and billy is really getting his groove on to this music that he is listening to and he even tells kimberly that uh in a lot of words <laughs> and trini even like helps him you know communicate with her like like he likes the music <laughs> right simplify but, it yeah, and you can see that Ernie is having trouble with this Keiko matter, is what it's called, because we needed something else for Billy to build in this show. So why not just have him make this thing that makes a cake? <laughs> yes, except does it? I don't know what it does, to be quite honest, <laughs> because it, it, just, it just was pumping out all of this blue stuff and it was already malfunctioning and Ernie's just like, Billy! Billy! Help me! <laughs> and he's like almost drowning in cake mix. In fact, he, he practically does to be quite honest. And, and Kimberly just goes, I'm glad you like the music but I think Ernie needs your help. Right. And he goes over there helps him and he just looks at him and goes, I hate machines. <laughs> And of course, like there's some kind of like, you know, giant name that he or, or giant reasoning for it that he gives us to why it should be working, but it's not. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, maybe, uh, man, his his inventions are hit hit or miss. Like, it, it either works way too well or just not at all. Right. Like, I, like I just kept thinking, man, thank God he worked all the kings out of the rat bug because. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, if, if that went wrong, then there'd be no show. Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> but this is the Keiko matter. And he just decided to build this for a cake, I guess. I have no idea. But it, <laughs> it's not working with Ernie. And uh, you can see that Rita's already spying on them and stuff like that. And she looks and she goes, Oh, birthday party. Well, we'll just have to throw him a surprise. Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And. 
Finster, I want you to make me a monster, blah, 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 all that stuff. And they come up with the Nasty Knight. And the Nasty Knight, as we find out, uh, was responsible for uh, Rita defeating a lot of Zordon's uh, people, uh, if, I, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, she probably should have lived with him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like this should have been your go-to guy right off the bat. I mean, this is this is definitely one of the cooler-looking villains. I mean, I not, not just cooler-looking, but like the way he performs. Like he actually he gets shit done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like I could actually see, and they show um, some Super Sentai footage right off the bat. They, show, they do like, an old classic uh, uh, footage. Um, yeah, like he was fighting someone. Like, who was? Do, do you recognize who he was fighting? I don't remember. Like, she said that he was responsible for defeating one of Zordon's. Uh, uh, I, not even a Power Ranger at the time, but right. I, I don't even know like what it was from exactly. But it had to have been from one of the Super Sentai uh, footages because you could clearly oh, tell yeah. with like the Japanese looking you know, person and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the more crisp choreography. <laughs> the more, <laughs> very much more crisp. Uh, <laughs> or, or, yeah. Choreography. Good Lord. If I could talk today, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, so yeah, the gang is still all making, uh, their stuff. And of course, who should come in at the right time? Bulk and Skull, of course. Wanted of to, course. Wanting to mix it up and stuff like that. And, you know, <laughs> they're fraternizing with the girls. And, like, he lets, like, the air out of one balloon or something like that in front of Kimberly's face. And Jason just looks at him and goes, someone should let the air out of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, was that a fat joke? Well, I guess those maybe were okay back in the day. Well, I think it was, I think it was okay in, in this instance because it's like, well, the guy that, you know, it started it. Yes, that's also very true. Like, Bolt and, is uh, mean in this instance. Like, I mean, he even blows his nose on the happy yeah. sign that Trini was making. And I was just like, good Lord, that's, that's that was, yeah, mean. That was, that was really mean. That was, <laughs> that was straight up mean. <laughs> And and so we and so we continue along, and they're trying to you know mess with them and stuff like that. And then of course they can't, and they <laughs> and they just basically make them you know out to be fools, and they make them leave the juice bar. Long story short, nothing real too like interesting with it, but it was still like I was just like, man, if y'all really wanted us to hate Bulgan Skull in this episode, we did. Like I was like, oh, good yeah. job, because that was straight. That was just straight up unnecessary for him to right. do. That was the point. Yeah. <laughs> so Got the point across. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> much. So so they make them leave, and then of course Rita and all of the others they get to work on their plans, and then that we go back to the juice bar. They're all still trying to set up this surprise party, and he's like, "Hey, I think Zach is on his way here. Zach's coming." Blah blah blah. And <laughs> they move at the speed of light. Yes. Get rid of all these decorations that are served up <laughs> all over the place. I'm sitting there going, in this in this day and age, if someone had done this, they'd have been caught within two seconds. Oh, absolutely. 
It would have been There's no chance. No way in hell you can move that fast and get yeah. everything done. <laughs> I mean, this isn't the first time they've done this, though. Remember in the in the school, uh, like when there was trash all over the hallways in the school. You know, the principal said, "You better have this mess cleaned up." And he yes. comes back like three seconds later, and it's like yes. almost all gone. <laughs> yes, and they still left like some some yes. items out and stuff like that too. <laughs> But they hide behind Ernie's bar, so like they're all behind there. And Ernie is sitting there with a bowl of popcorn. But here's my question, Ace. How the fuck long did it take him to make a bowl of popcorn? (laughs) (laughs) That's an excellent question. You know, (laughs) wow. I didn't think about that until now. Like, I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, wait, wait. How the, where did the popcorn come from all of a sudden? Right. <laughs> oh, hey, let me just let me just look less suspicious and let me make a bowl of popcorn. Yeah. It's, I'm doing some work. He's just eating the whole time. Yeah. I'm like, and, you know, if, if I was Zach, I would have been like, this is really kind of creepy, Ernie. Like, you're just sitting here <laughs> in the half-dark lit room eating popcorn, not doing anything. Like, what is going on? <laughs> well, it's funny. It's funny that you even say that because Zach, like, walks up to him and he's just like, look, it's just me and my bowl of popcorn here. And Zach just goes, right. Yeah. <laughs> even oh. he wasn't buying He's like, I, I ain't buying that shit, Ernie. Yeah. <laughs> you are a terrible liar. <laughs> Good grief. What's funny about that, too, is he leaves, and, and the gang was just like, that was too close. And first of all, how long did it take him to get out of the place before <laughs> before he said, ghost is clear? Good qu- Yeah, like, he, he barely, like, turned the corner <laughs> before he said it, you know. That's what I was saying. I'm just <laughs> thinking, oh, my Lord. And then what was so funny about that was that they all come up and they all start eating out of the popcorn. I'm like, I wouldn't trust that popcorn, whatever. That that shit is stale. Hey, it's got to be because, like you say, Ernie couldn't have made that fresh, so he pulled that out of somewhere. It had been (laughs) sitting already. (laughs) It had to have been. It had to have been that day special or something like that. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But so 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 they narrowly escaped that. And then they we go into uh, the hallway of the high school, which, oh, my God, Ace, we're back at a school. I know. <laughs> it only took us it only took us like 12 episodes to get there. <laughs> we're back in a high school. We're back in the high school. Yes. And he walks up to Kimberly and he's like, hey, did you forget about something? And she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. My poodle's birthday. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, man. Good girl. Well, she has to do what she can to, you know, yeah. help get the surprise party and stuff like that. And, you know, they want them, they obviously want him to think that, oh, you're not getting anything. And then when you get it, you're completely surprised. Right. Uh, but you just see this deflated look on Zach's face. And I was just like, oh, man. Oh, yeah, he looked defeated. Like, and I I don't, you know, I'm not really feeling sorry at this point or anything like that because I know what's going to happen. They're going to surprise them. And so you have that. But also you're kind of thinking, man, I hope he doesn't take it the wrong way. Right. 
Yeah, he could have been like, man, fuck y'all. We ain't friends no more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he really could have been. And I mean, he was walking around, which, by the way, where the hell did he go after school? <laughs> I have no idea. He just kind of wandered off. <laughs> that was what I, like, dude, you're, you're, I don't know if anyone remembers this in high school, but once you were on the campus, you didn't leave that campus. Yeah. Like it better be it had to have been the end of the school day, but I don't think it was. It seemed like the opposite. <laughs> it, it, it had. I, I'm just gonna go ahead and say, for the sake of argument, that yes, it was the end of the school day. This is the <laughs> only way that I can make sense of that little scene there. I was just like, what? In the, what in the world? Where did he go? Right. So he just uh, he just said he just basically said, "Fuck school. I, I ain't learning today." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least I ain't gonna learn, but my friends, they gonna learn today. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. And he's walking around, and of course he's got that, you you know, he's just like, oh man, I can't believe they forgot it. Right. Messed up kind of thing. And I'm just like, oof. But man, once you get that surprise, you're gonna love it. But before that, Rita comes down. Happy birthday. We're throwing you a surprise. And, oh. and then she introduces him to the nasty night. And uh, this was just a cool little battle scene, in my opinion. It was. And it was completely one-sided because it wasn't just battle night that was in there. It was also Goldar who jumps in. Oh, I know. There's no way in <laughs> hell Zach could have fought him yeah. both. Yeah, no. There's no way. So I didn't look at it as as him being weak or anything like that. I'm just like, man, this was a really good plan. They act, they might actually get him this time, kind of thing. Like, yeah. It, I, but to me though, I really liked the fight scene. I really did. I thought it was awesome. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, of course, it was, it's straight it's straight Super Sentai footage. Yes, yes. Which here's a question, Nate. Mm-hmm. If you start off with Power Axe. Why would you switch then to the little power deck? <laughs> you know, okay. So for the sake of argument, maybe he's like, oh man, the power axe is it's powerful, sure, but man, it's it's just too heavy, too weighty. I need something <laughs> more agile. They <laughs> <laughs> never seemed to stop it before. <laughs> and here's my thing. You could have turned it into a cannon. You could have <laughs> turned it into a cannon, yes. He could have just <laughs> shot them. Pow, pow. I mean, like you have a mastodon at your command. You need, you, know, you got options. <laughs> That's what I said. I was just like, I was just like, it just was so funny to me that he went from the power axe and then took out the little, the little yeah. flame blaster. <laughs> and I'm just like, you could have blasted up with the flame blaster, right? <laughs> like, there's a million things, but the Japanese didn't shoot it that way, so we can't tell that story. Yeah. <laughs> You can tell it was all Japanese Sentai footage. In fact, oh yeah! Half the time, Zach didn't even say anything in the thing. Right. <laughs> they just were like, "Screw it! Let's not let's not put in any sound effects there. Just just, just let the sled <laughs> yeah. speak for itself." <laughs> hey, this would be perfect. They'll never know. Right. <laughs> and then Zordon and Alpha, they sent trouble, obviously, which took them long enough to uh, sense that. But mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> And so they call the Rangers. The Rangers come to help him and stuff like that. And uh, they just 
they all continue now to fight this nasty night. And the nasty night is really giving it to him because oh, yeah. he, uh, when he attacks them, he's actually breaking their power weapons. Like he's burning them with right. his energy. Yeah, and like that was a really cool ability. Uh, and he uses it to his full advantage because here's the other thing. Like in, in the Power Rangers, like they are notorious for doing this. An, an enemy or have an ability and they'll use that ability to trick the Rangers and it'll work on every single one of them one by one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would think that they would learn by that point, but they right. don't. <laughs> they, they don't. So, so they're battling them and it, it, you know, it hurts their weapons. And so they bring out their flame blasters and they get in that triangle like mm -hmm. type pose and they yeah. all shoot it at once. And then the knight deflects it and hits them and basically like knocks them all off of each other. Right. So it's like the world's <laughs> worst domino effect. <laughs> now, see, and, if if they had done the human chain, then the black the, the, the knight would have been. <laughs> I know they should have went with the human chain. <laughs> it would have worked. It would have worked with flame blasters. That it would have worked with kicks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh. And Rita, when she throws down her staff this time, says one of the funniest lines. She goes, ha, take that, wise guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I, I read something uh, kind of funny and interesting about, like, kind of the choice of verbiage. And that is, they mentioned how really early on in the series, how, like, the... Uh, like like the the not the voice acting but like just the, the the dubbing of it was so clearly obvious that yeah. that that wasn't the actress speaking those words, and as the show went on, they they tried to you know lined up you know the words better to make it match the mouth movements of the of the actress, and uh, and so that's why sometimes we kind of get like some kind of maybe weird choice in dialogue for Rita is because <laughs> they're trying to make it match up with what her mouth looks like she's saying. Yeah, well, they never do a good job of that <laughs> whatsoever in this show. <laughs> there's only one time, there's only a few times that it actually messes up, and it's when they use the actual actress, like, when they shoot USA footage right. of it. But mostly Rita is all Super Sentai footage. Yeah, yeah. She's, yeah, just almost all of it, isn't she? Yeah. Uh, pretty much. Like, I, I, I know for a fact that every single one of her scenes, pretty much uh, mm -hmm. from her tower, are, that's all Super oh, Sentai. Oh, Super Sentai, yeah. I mean, like, there, there's a reason why, like, we, <laughs> we never see, like, Rita hanging out with, like, you know, just the Rangers outside of their suits, you know? <laughs> right? Because it, 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 that's just how it was. But yeah. even, even when she comes down to earth, she still. <laughs> yeah, she still keeps a, a wide berth. <laughs> in fact, in fact, what's funny is when they're when they're battling the nasty knight, and the nasty knight's giving them some problems, as mm -hmm. we can see when he uh, goes up. And it's so funny because she goes, "Ha! Now I want you to beat him, beat him down like that, that." <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What?" I'm like, man, Rita's getting off on this. Like, she's having way too much fun. <laughs> hey, hey, she was. Well, 
for one thing, it looks like a plan of hers is starting to come together a little bit. That's true. Even though she only ever has one plan, but that one plan is now finally starting to work. Apparently. And, uh, but the nasty nights, and again, you know, I gotta, I gotta hand it to the costume people on the nasty night. Uh, I really dug the way he looked. Oh, same here. He had a great look to him. And he didn't move around, you know, like like the monsters could barely move or something like that. Like, yeah. He actually, like, could move and look like he was giving the Power Rangers a little bit of a run for their money, pretty much. Right. Yeah, yeah he had a good look. And like you said, you could tell that the actor in, in the suit was actually mobile. You know, like he could, <laughs> he could actually yeah. move around and do stuff. I mean, he was a really good villain. Yeah, he, he really was. But uh, just like every other villain, the Power Rangers are going to find a way to defeat him. And they find a way to defeat him. They let Zack do the honors, of course, because uh, it's all about him in this episode. And yeah. they deflect. So basically, you know, they use the night strategy against him, which is he's been deflecting their energy right back at him so they're going to do the same and it ends up working and of course Rita is just like ah I'm going back up but next time I've got to get y'all and right. she goes back up and she just lays into every single person up on that tower <laughs> <laughs> she's like how can anyone cover, conquer the world with these ninnies <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she she was livid because, I mean, she was so close to victory, and then there it goes. Yeah, it was, <laughs> and it seems like that happens a lot of times to her. So she probably was just like, oh, crap, another one. Right. <laughs> it's like, I'm sick of this shit. I know, but, <laughs> then, but then we go back, and we come to almost the end of the episode, and we finally get the surprise party for Zach, which I love how they got all of these people. I was like, I was like, who the hell are all these people? Right. <laughs> how do yeah. they know Zach? It's just that's what I was wondering. Like, maybe they're just all like in his classes that we hardly ever see. Like, I don't <laughs> know who they are. They're just but, extras for this one scene. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need them for anything else. <laughs> <laughs> We've already spent too much on the rap bug, guys. Right. We can't. <laughs> You know we can't pay these people. <laughs> <laughs> oh you know, Lord! Also, something else you know about this episode that uh, it makes it just a little bit more apparent is that with this being a Zach-centered episode, like you get more shots of his hand and, and, and like his missing finger, you know. And it's like as a kid, you never really noticed that he was missing a finger. But as an as an adult, it's like, man, how did I miss it? It's like there it is, or there it, it isn't. Uh, you know, I didn't even think about that. Was that was that just something uh, that the actor had going on that he was missing a finger? Yeah, yeah. He just uh, I forget why he doesn't have one, but I mean, from the start of the show, he just didn't have that that uh, ring finger. Was it? I, I guess it might have just been like a a defect thing at birth or something like that. It could have been. Yeah. I don't know. I ne- I never heard, that, and I never even thought to look at that. To be quite honest, and now once again, just like with the bowls, I ain't gonna be able to not see it. <laughs> Seriously, ever since you said that, I can't see anything else. I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> it's it's rough, man. It it is rough. <laughs> I, I don't want to suffer alone, so I had to bring you in the fold. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, sharing is caring, you know. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, Lord. But anyways, that was happy birthday, Zach. We end it with the surprise party. And, of course, the Keiko Manor still is not working. <laughs> like, no, still not. It's still not working. And uh, they never even get it fixed. They're just like, fuck it. Let's just all go dance. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so that ends the episode. And uh, man, I I don't know. I I don't know about you, but I really like this episode. I really did. Oh, I did too. I thought this was a good one. And like, I I think for me, like the, the best thing about this episode was the villain. I mean, he just had a lot going for him. Yeah. And plus, I'm not going to lie, as a child, I thought the Black Ranger was, like, the coolest ranger out of oh, all yeah. of them. Yeah, so, I think that like, was also kind of his purpose, you know, to be the cool one. Yeah, and, and he, he definitely did that very well, because, like I said, I, I thought even in this episode, he was so cool uh, and stuff like that. And so, like, any time that you got, like, the focus on the Black Ranger or any if, if there were other rangers that you did like and you got focused on them, those were always like some of the best ones in my opinion. Right. I agree. And, uh, but we come to the end of happy birthday, Zach. And next here on power Rangers go, we're going to talk about an episode that me and ACE have decided might cross a little bit of lines. We'll talk yes. about it. Yeah. We'll talk about it. When we come back, it's called no clowning around. It's the Power Rangers Go podcast exclusively here on TMB Studios. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to TMB Studios. I am Christian Fury, a.k.a. Jay Garganis, and I am a host of the brand new series, WLW. We love wrestling with my co-host, Survivor Pain, Bill Blanchard, as heard on The Shootout. We're going to get things fired up here real soon, so stay tuned. Be ready, because we love wrestling. All right, we are back here on the Power Rangers Go podcast with the ace of the morphing grid, Mr. Quentin Bicklin. Uh, Ace, we're just having so much fun covering some Power Rangers here, aren't we? Having a blast, you know. I guess you could say we're having a more phenomenal time with this. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> I love it. Well, one that's not so more phenomenal that we're about to talk about, actually, is, uh, you know, those episodes where they like to say that, that uh, you know, these episodes kind of push the boundaries Mm -hmm. I'd say that would describe our very next episode that we are about to talk about here. It's called No Clowning Around. And spoiler alert, if you have a fear of clowns, this is not the episode for you. (laughs) (laughs) Right. If if you couldn't tell by the name of this particular episode, then yes, I second that notion. (laughs) Well, you know, it it starts off kind of, you know, fun with the episode. It shows Zach on stilts and he's just, you know, kind of clowning around. (laughs) No pun intended Uh, there. But uh, but he's just kind of messing around and everything on the stilts. And he he actually ends up falling. And I love it that, like, Jason captures him and he's just like, oh, my big strong hero. (laughs) 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 And, And 
I really like that when we still see that with the Power Rangers. Like, I like seeing them, you know, be playful with each other because it's like, uh, it's like, okay, these guys aren't just a team that saves the world. They're legit, you know, best friends. Absolutely. You know, there, there's something to be said about that, too, because that's a person like myself who who watches a fair bit of television and movies and, you know, other forms of entertainment. There's a couple of things that's really important when you're telling the story. One is, of course, the story itself. You know, what's the overall story? Uh, but the other part of that coin is like your characters. So how do your characters developing? What's their relationship with one another and how is that portrayed? And uh, this is just like a really small example of them doing that. Just, you know, showing them hanging out, having fun is actually a pretty vital part of what makes them them. Yeah, because I think that if, like, you never saw any of them together, you know, actually having fun, then you know, even as children, you would be like, well, these guys don't seem to like each other, you know, kind of thing. Or yeah, or they wouldn't just, be. Or it just doesn't feel genuine. Yeah, exactly. They they wouldn't be relatable either. You wouldn't exactly. have anything that you can look at them and, and say, oh, you know, me and my friends, you know, jerk around the same kind of way. You wouldn't yeah. be able to build that kind of relationship with those characters. Absolutely, especially when we're trying to also sell the fact that these, you know, guys are kids and they're in high school, which I mean, clearly mm. they're not. But, <laughs> <laughs> but right. But there's pretty much, you know, kind of the gist of it. So I, I like the fact that, you know, we have those playful moments with them and stuff. And speaking of playful, uh, Bulk and Skull, uh, <laughs> oh, they enter uh, the, the fray, of course. And there, and here's one of the interesting parts about this episode. I mean, there's a lot of interesting parts, but Bulk and Skull, right? They're walking. They have. There's these two women. There's just two random women. They're playing some type of uh, one of the games at the carnival that they're at. I guess we should say that we should set the scene uh, that, that they're all at this, you know, theme park um, or fair grounds, rather. I should say. Mm-hmm. And uh, these two women are just playing uh, one of the games, and they have their cotton candy stick out. Bolt just r- walks right over and steals the cotton candy part. <laughs> <laughs> While she's oh. not looking. <laughs> yeah. she, t- she turns around, and it's just like, hey, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these guys are always doing the most always i know but that one i just <laughs> i just lost it i was like oh my god they just straight up stole that shit like, <laughs> right <laughs> there's no way around that one that's that's thievery <laughs> yeah that was thievery on the highest level <laughs> and then but then we quickly see that at this fairground, there's something quite not right about this fairground. Um, we saw a little putty face on one of the clowns, and then we saw another clown walk up to him and be like, don't worry, we'll get them soon enough, and they're laughing and stuff like that. So you're just like, whoa, what's going on here? And so clearly, it's part of one of Rita's uh, traps or evil schemes that she's got. And stuff like that. And uh, we enter Trini into the episode, who she brings her cousin Sylvia, uh, mm-hmm. which she's going to be a main focal point of this episode, obviously. 
but she's showing her sister around and stuff like that. And they go up to uh, one of the clowns and the clown is showing them, you know, one, one of the tricks and he's juggling, I think a bunch of eggs or something like that. Yeah. There, there were eggs. Yeah. There, and, and so like he, and he even gives Billy <laughs> the egg to try to toss it. And of course it lands on bulk of skull who just stole cotton candy. So I guess they deserve that. <laughs> right. <laughs> And man, like you know, like it, it happened. Like I believe one hit, one hit bulk, one hit skull. The the yep. third one hit uh, bulk, and then there's like this long pregnant pause, like a solid <laughs> five to eight seconds, and then the fourth one hit uh, hit skull. And I'm like, how high in the air was that one? Good lord! I don't know. <laughs> Must have just tossed it up or something. I don't know, but I was wondering that myself. I was like, "Good lord, how long does it take these eggs to fall?" Like, did Billy just somehow do like some morphing trick on it or something? Right. <laughs> oh, but anyway, so we go into the episode, and the clown is like, "Uh, well, the gang is like trying to do a trick. They're trying to like." A stack a pyramid of themselves basically just I guess try to be funny and the clown that they were dealing with uh, kind of comes over to Sylvia and like tries to take her off this is where the episode ace I'm not gonna lie got really uncomfortable to watch at times it did it did uh I mean, cause, so first of all, like, n- no disrespect to to any uh, clowns out there, you know, to any anyone who you know <laughs> may, may be a clown who might be listening. Uh, <laughs> Crazy Steve. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but man, like, first of all, clowns never really get a good rap in in mainstream media. Like, every time you see them on on television or in the movie, I mean, they are just like the most evil, vile, vicious things that you ever see. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, think about like Pennywise or Joker even. Like, you don't want to associate oh, I with know. them. Uh, like the Violator from Spawn. Clowns are terrifying. Yes. But you know what's also terrifying? Even more terrifying is like uh, kidnapping. Like, that is also terrifying. And, he, you know, we kind of get a little signs that, okay, I think we're leaning towards something a little malicious here. Yeah, especially when you're kidnapping, like, a little girl. And I think around at this time when this episode came out, um, you know, that was a main focal point in uh, society, actually, was uh, keeping kids not talking to strangers. Because I I believe... <laughs> Like, around the time that this episode came out, that was when we had, like, a bunch of reports of kids wandering off or something like that. It's scary to think about, I know, but, like... Oh, it is. That's one of the things, though, that that the Power Rangers do tackle. I mean, they they do try to make those kid episodes with the kid themes and, like, say, hey, this is why you shouldn't do this because it has consequences and stuff like that. Right. This one, though, to me, like, when I saw it, I was just like, wow, this is really, really creepy. Like, I don't know when they, I don't know when they were doing this episode if they thought it would be that bad kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, you did bring up a good point also about how they they did try to put a lot of these type themes in the show, 
I mean, obviously without making it so dark, but they put a lot of these underlying themes in, in the episodes. And really, truly, it's probably because, like, the demographic were people that age, were young kids right. that age. You know, you, you and I were, you know, around the age of little Sylvia in this episode, uh-huh. you know, when it came out. And so it's like, oh, man, maybe I bet, you know, then again, I was kind of an idiot as a kid. So I, I probably just took it <laughs> as, oh, man, I should never talk to a clown. <laughs> like, not, <laughs> not I should never talk to strangers. But, man, I, I'm never talking to a clown. <laughs> uh, well, I, I, I can see that. That's what I was going to say. If, if this episode doesn't teach you to talk, not talk to clowns or strangers, well, then I don't know what will. I mean, but it was, it, it, it hindered a lot on that dark side of things. And I, I, like, again, I'm not sure if that's the way someone intended it, or maybe they did intend it for that. And they thought, you know, we could still get away with this, though, because at the end, our heroes are going to come and save the day kind of thing. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. It, but I, I do wonder, though, like, in today's climate in 2020, do you think that a kid show could release an episode with this kind of thing? Not be so dark, it couldn't. It could still do the same type of theme, but there's no way in hell you could do it this dark. Mm. I mean, because th- there was just a lot of things uh, about this episode. Like, again, it almost looked like a horror movie at times. Like, because you, the, you had the carnival theme going on, and then, of mm-hmm. course, you had the clowns. So it just it gave off this like kind of horror movie vibe, and then you throw in the fact of you know technically this guy's about to abduct a child, you know, kind right. of thing. Like so, that's that's kind of where I look at it. Like I'm I'm like you could do, you know, this type of theme. Like the theme itself is not wrong. It's just. There's no way in hell, even in today's climate, that they would allow a children's show to push this kind of boundaries. Yeah, and that was kind of my thoughts as well. So, and, and we continue along in the episode because Trini now sees that Sylvia is about to run off with this clown, or the clown tries to take her. And so she catches up to Sylvia. And uh, that was a very tense moment. I, I, I just have to say that it's very well done. I mean, I mean, I, that like it might it might have been a dark episode, but it's very well done in my opinion. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. And you know, once again, I, I do want to specify. Like, I, I think that the episode is. I mean, I, I think it's dark in theme, but not in tone. Like, like the, the tone of this show is not dark, but the, the theme oh, yeah. maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it was just really just kind of this one-time episode. But you also, like, you know, Power Rangers, uh, and, and not just Power Rangers, but, you know, X-Men, Spider-Man, mm-hmm. um, you know, those type of shows. They, they are kids' shows, but they are shows to where it's like, okay, you know, we can test the boundaries that we can go, you know, in, in, in these shows. And I right. think that's kind of what they did with this episode, that they were like, you know, since we're doing this about clowns, we're going to test the boundaries a little bit. We're going to see how far we can push it till people are like, nope, that's too far. Can't go that far. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but you know, I, I do think that it, it is handled with tact, you know, like he, uh-huh. he because I mean, ultimately, like, <laughs> is it weird? <laughs> is it weird that I think that, man, that Sylvia is is. And much better care in the hands of Rudy Repulsa than like an actual child abductor. 
<laughs> like, well, I, would, I would much rather my kid get kidnapped by Rita Repulsa than by like an actual fiendish child abductor. <laughs> I know, like, I, I'll admit that, but they didn't have the actress for Rita, so they said, hey, yeah, let the clown do it. All right. <laughs> and when the clown gets Sylvia, Trini tries to get Sylvia back from him. Um, which he kind of does, but he then sprinkles some dust on her. And at one point, I wanted to know. I was just like, when did the Power Rangers like, like really figure out? Okay, this there's something not right about this. <laughs> like, right. like, it took them a while to figure that out, didn't it? <laughs> it, it did. I mean, you know, I, I guess it's also one of those things where it's like, regardless of if this if this clown is like, you know. uh a monster sent from Rita. It's like, regardless of that, this clown just tried to kidnap your your niece or your cousin or whatever the relation was. Yeah, cousin. Cousin. Yeah, it's like you just tried to kidnap your cousin. Uh, like, surely, <laughs> like, I mean, could you imagine that kind of situation though? And I thought that Trini was super level headed, yeah. like maybe more level headed than most people would be in that situation. Oh, if in uh, most people in that situation would be like, "Hey, you just tried to kidnap." Well, let's just say that was a parent and it was their child. It'd be like, "Hey, you just tried to kidnap uh, my child. You got any last words, motherfucker?" It's so exactly. Like, <laughs> there'd have been rage. There'd have <laughs> not been enough security to stop oh, no. that person. No, no, no. And and the clown sprinkles some dust on Sylvia and turns her into a cardboard. I was like, wow. So that was what your big plan was, was to turn her into a cardboard. Turn okay. into a cardboard cutout. <laughs> that was it. After we had this whole very dark theme and everything like that, it was not just turn her into a cardboard. <laughs> right. <laughs> then again, they probably, when writing the episode, they were like, they were like, okay, so we have the clown almost kidnap her. Wait a minute. We can't actually kidnap her, can we? No, we can't. Okay, well, then what can we do? Um, all right, just turn her into a cardboard. <laughs> right. You know, That's all and, the clown will do. And I think you absolutely uh, hit the, the, the nail on the head with that assessment because, once again, they're in a situation where they're like, we can totally kidnap Trini right now if we want to. Just like in the previous episode with Tickle Sneezer, you know, like, <laughs> like instead of sprinkling the, the dust on Sylvia, like, we could just throw this in, in Trini's face and have a Power Ranger off the board. But <laughs> that's that what was, I thought. I was just like, so wait a minute. You, you pissed the Rangers off by doing that, but you could have just done that to Trini and they would have <laughs> really been down one. Right. <laughs> And they wouldn't have, and they wouldn't have known what to do. Too, they'd have been like, "I have, we have no idea what to do. We have no idea how to help her." Kind of thing. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but instead, it's Sylvia, so she gets turned to cardboard. And then the Rangers are like, "Okay, obviously there's something wrong with this park here." So <laughs> I love how Jason just takes the megaphone away from like someone. And just, just like, attention everyone, Rita's attacking the park, get out! I'm sitting there just like, how does anyone not go, hey, are you guys the Power Rangers? Right. 
You guys uh, are always clearing stuff away when Rita is here. But exactly. you never run away yourself. You never run away yourselves. <laughs> Come to like think leading everyone out of the park and stuff like that. I'm sitting, and first of all, it took them way too short to get everyone out. <laughs> like, oh, everyone was out of there in like four seconds flat. They were. <laughs> I was like, how many people are actually here at this park? <laughs> Uh, you know, to go back to what you were saying earlier, I think if I were like a, a park attendant or or someone there who had seen, you know, the uh, the Rangers on some occasions, I would have said, you know something, Jason, I've never seen you and the Red Ranger at the same time in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> no one ever put those. T- no one ever put that together though in, in this show whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> and no one. I, here's also another thing. I was just like. Like whenever they talk and they're in the suits, I'm sitting there going, "Hey, hey, y'all, y'all sound just like this guy named Jason. You sound like this guy named Kimberly." Right. <laughs> no one does that. They're just like, "We can't recognize voices whatsoever." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then we go along uh, in the episode, and the Rangers are trying to get it. Well, they get everyone out of the park. And then here's where, you know, they still got a little bit dark with this. Like, that was the most, like, I think that was the darkest putty fight I've ever seen in my life. Oh, yeah. Like, (laughs) did one of the putties get hit with one of the attractions? Yes. (laughs) Zach had him get hit with the attraction. I was like, I was like, good Lord. If that had been a person, they'd have chopped his head off. (laughs) Like, like, good lord, what are y'all doing? <laughs> and, like, the putties are, like, tra- like you know, take or they're in their clown form. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, walking up to the Power Ranger. And I'm just like, good lord, this is creepy. Like, this yeah, it is, is really, really creepy. Right. And, you know, like, <laughs> I'm going to mention this movie again because I really enjoy them so much. But, like, I- I'm a really big fan of the It movies. And I just kept getting... Pennywise vibes like this entire episode. I know, like that's what I got too. I was like, <laughs> I was like, good lord, someone watched this. Mo- someone watched clowns when they were a kid, or something. Right. Got freaked out when what watching was it, this. Uh, what was the movie? Killer clowns from outer space. Yes. <laughs> yes. Killer clowns from outer space, or I'm, uh. I'm even like. Like, I think there was another clown movie that came out around that time. I mean, clowns, that's why clowns are getting a bad rep. Oh, yeah. Because there were so many horror movies being made about them. So it was just like, well. (laughs) Right. The sad sad part was it was based on true stories. Yeah. (laughs) That's what the even scarier part about it was. So it wasn't like Jason or Freddy. Where, you know, you could clearly see, okay, well, this is just some sick individual came up with this. No, this was, this was, oh, 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 these are stories based on true stories. So this actually happened. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm more freaked out. <laughs> yeah, it just makes it that much more creepy. It really did. And, and like, just the way that they were approaching the Rangers in this, I was, I was like, damn. I'm not gonna lie though, it was pretty it was pretty well done. I, I really I really was impressed by it. I was like, wow, for someone that wanted to push the boundaries in this episode, y'all sure did. <laughs> Agreed. But then, you know, the, the clowns are making their way to the Rangers and it turns out they're putties, obviously. And um they, you know, take care of the putties and then 
they're like, uh, they tell Trini to go to Billy's lab with Alpha and try to see what they can do. Now, here's my question. Why could she have just gone to the command center? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I don't have the answers. That was what I was. I was just sitting there. I was like, I was like, hmm, Billy's lab. Is it just because it, my only logical thinking in that would have to be like, once they figured out, you know, what was wrong with her, they didn't want, you know, Sylvia to see the command center kind of thing. Right. Uh, and I guess that would be it. You know, I guess you don't want Sylvia to learn that, uh, you know, her cousin is a power ranger. I, yeah, I guess that would be the most logical explanation. Although, you know, it should have been obvious by by this point. <laughs> Trini, you know martial arts? The Power Rangers know martial the arts. Power, yeah. How does that? <laughs> oh, man, I'm so glad that the Power Rangers were able to stop the clowns at the park that you guys were just at. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, and, like. And like they they figure out what's wrong with her. So like Alpha says that she's missing uh 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 the one vital part which is H two O. And he goes, you know, water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. Like, what? <laughs> so they just pour a bucket of water on her, and and they're just like nothing's happening. And she's like, I don't understand. And they and then you know she comes back to life. Well, or she comes back the human form. You know, she's not a cardboard mm-hmm. anymore. And Alpha's got Alpha's got another solution, which is to dump more water on her. But she has actually come back to form, and he sprays the water all over her, like just takes right. her and drenches her. <laughs> and then he goes, <laughs> "Detection alert! Detection alert! Hiding!" Hiding, I'm sitting there going, how did she not just see him right there? I don't care how much water was in her eyes. <laughs> I, mean, I love how he just goes in the corner and just stands there and just a, makes it look like Billy has one of those, which actually at this point he has a rap bug, so why not? <laughs> right, so one, you know, he's a master of stealth. That's really what it is. Apparently. <laughs> but he, and she was like, Trini? Why'd you do that to me? <laughs> you are. <laughs> oh, that, that was a little, that was a fun little moment. Especially, we had to have that fun little moment because uh, this episode's just been really dark again. Like, like even oh, yeah. the fight scene with the putties and stuff like that. And then when the clown transforms into the monster, the pine octopus. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Pinoctopus. Oh. I have never heard of that name whatsoever. I don't even know like what that is, but apparently that is uh, what this monster is. And this was a one on me. Uh, Pinoctopus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just, I, I wonder if that's what it was called in like the Super Sentai footage, and they were like, "Yep, just call it that." <laughs> just, just call it yeah, whatever it's called there. We'll just. I don't know. That's because another kind of weird thing is that like most of the uh, the monsters transformations in some ways make sense. This one to me, I didn't I didn't track that much. You know, I was like, just about to say, <laughs> how did we get how did we get this correlation between 
a pinoctopus and a clown. And a clown, yeah. <laughs> like so basically a giant pineapple. <laughs> wow. Almost want to seem like out like when he came up from the ground, all I could hear was the SpongeBob theme song in my head. <laughs> <laughs> like when he was laughing and doing like his weird, weird transformation. And right. then like, the Pinoctopus comes out, all I could think of was who lives in a pineapple lives in the yeah. sea. <laughs> Pinoctopus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What would would have been even better is if you had the captain. Are you ready, kids? <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord! But uh, to to their credit, though, this looked like a pretty threatening, you know, monster for the most part. Uh, it, it yeah, rates. I mean, it, you know, a lot of it probably comes from how the hell do we fight this thing? <laughs> <laughs> They're just like. Even the Rangers were just like, I don't even know what to make of this right now. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And so the Rangers morph, and it's time to go into battle. And then, Ace, this is what I wanted to point out from this episode. Did you notice when they morphed and then they went to this random place? Again, I'm not really even sure how they got there. But that's the same footage from from a... Oh, what was that? What was that uh, episode that we reviewed where Jason did a thousand and ten reps? Oh my good, yes, yes. Um, oh man, engagement. A pressing, yes, that's what it was. Yeah, a pressing pressing engagement in the first in the first four episodes that we did. That's the same footage that they used. They just literally redid it. I did not know. I, I knew it looked familiar. But I couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah, that was what, like, because you even see, like, Kimberly making that notion of, like, of, like, weird. It's almost like they're looking after something. And, I mean, of course, she doesn't say it in this episode, but that's that's where they got this footage. I was just like, holy crap. Like, they just used the same footage for this. What? Right. <laughs> and you notice that, it's... too, because when Billy is, Billy is there with them, but he's not in the fight scene. Right, and then that's true. I noticed that too. I was like, "Man, why isn't Billy doing anything?" Like, where did he go? Right. <laughs> did he go to get the rat bug? <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> you know, the the rat the rat bug and the human chain can solve every problems. I'm convinced. I'm convinced too. It absolutely happened. And you know what? And had they had done the human chain, they might not have had to. Use such force on the putties in this episode. <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyways, we continue on. So yeah, that's the that's the pressing engagement uh, footage, uh, folks. Go go back and watch this, and you'll see it uh, clearly in this episode. But then you know Trini joins the fight and stuff like that. And I love, I love that they're battling this monster, and they're throwing out every fruit reference in the book like they're just oh, like, yeah. like it's like what a fruit cake <laughs> <laughs> oh like and, every, no, they, every kind of corny references you can think of sorry i didn't mean to cut you off there no, you're ahead. fine i mean because they they just can't help themselves <laughs> no absolutely not they were like hey we've already made this episode dark as hell we need to throw in those kind of things right <laughs> and the pineapple I, apparently 
he he tries to use the spell on them in their ranger form, but apparently their suits protect them from it. Yeah, and you know that that does make sense to me. It did me too. Like I, I like I, I bought that one um, uh, definitely because uh, that's what the suits are, are for. So uh, so it did protect them from the magic, so they didn't get affected like that. But they right. still had a pretty hard time with this pineapple. Now here's 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 a question I have for you, Ace. All right, Rita Repulsa. <laughs> we like yep. to talk about her plans and stuff like that. Here the pineapple. Here the pineoctopus is clearly beating the Rangers. Like, the Rangers are having a hard time with this guy yes. in normal form. So she so she throws her wand down to make him grow, and I'm sitting there just like, yeah, wait a minute, he's about to finish him off right now! <laughs> and see, you're right, and, and like, here's what I think. I think that Rita, she looks down and she sees things are going too great like things are just going extraordinarily well and she's like okay you know what if i make him bigger that just makes this all the more easier for my monster right well wrong rita because <laughs> <laughs> because so far nothing has been able to stop the megazord <laughs> so like it's, 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 saying, like every time they bring out the megazord her plans go from bad to worse <laughs> like it, it, it just it it, she doesn't have a very good track record with that, so I was just no. Like, she she doesn't. I was just like, wait a minute, he's about he's about to kill them right now. Like, like right? Like, don't do that. <laughs> Let him do it. What's <laughs> the oh. herself? Magic wand make my pinoctopus grow. Bro, yes, and she cannot. You know what would be hilarious? Would be like if if. The Rangers anticipated that, and one of them caught that goddamn staff before it hit the <laughs> ground. <laughs> and like, enough is enough, Rita. <laughs> and instead it grows one of them. They're just like, hey, we don't need a Megazord. I'm tall enough now. Right. <laughs> just... <laughs> I don't even think she throws it close enough for them to grab, too. She doesn't, because you know, unless it's the same exact spot on the planet every single time. <laughs> yep, every time, and it, like even the time when she threw it, and she was like, and she like it was on tickle sneezer actually when she threw it, and she's right there on the building, but yet somehow that thing has to travel <laughs> through Earth and land in the same exact spot, even though they're nowhere near that spot. Oh my goodness! I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I love it. That's the I know that, that, that that's just that's just the way the, the footage rolls, I guess, right. in this instance. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I don't I don't want to get us too off topic, Kayla, but just uh -huh. just one time for my entertainment. Let, let, let me hear your let me hear your your tickle sneezer impersonation one more time. Oh God! Um, well, I don't want to hurt anybody. I just want to collect stuff. <laughs> Hey Rita, why don't you throw that stuff down here? I'll, I'll actually be able to catch it. I'll collect that. Like, <laughs> oh man! I tried to do the pinoctopus. It didn't work as well. <laughs> I am the pinoctopus. <laughs> like, that that that's not bad, but it almost sounds like a really aggressive Optimus Prime too. Yeah. <laughs> 
Rangers, there's more than meets the eye to this. <laughs> oh man, that would be a fight in the Megazord versus Optimus Prime. Oof. Oh, oh Lord. That's that's like <laughs> every, that would be every nerd fantasy come to life, like right there. Everyone would oh, just be, yeah, the, everyone wouldn't know what to do with themselves. <laughs> like the, the, the debate would be endless as far as who would win. Oh God, I know. They would be like, <laughs> Well, the Megazord is controlled by humans and Optimus Prime is well. He's Optimus Prime, yeah. sentient <laughs> living robot. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, and speaking of the Megazord, they call in the Megazord, of course, and um, they actually call him one at a time uh, it, this time. Mm-hmm. And you know what? As a kid, I hate. No, sorry to cut you off, Caleb. Oh no, uh, go for it. As a kid, I always kind of wondered. Man, why is it sometimes that we see them individually and then sometimes we just kind of go straight for it, you know, straight for the Megazord? And now that I'm watching it, like it finally clicked and I'm like, they're doing it so they can fill out the time slot. Yeah, <laughs> I was about to say, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I had never really wondered that as a kid. But then, like, as I'm watching it back, I'm just like, wait a minute, why is sometimes they do this, you know, you know, individually, and then mm-hmm. sometimes it's just all at once. And then I was like, "Oh, well, yeah, they're definitely trying to fill time up because uh, <laughs> <with laughs> that's what they had to do." <laughs> right. <laughs> and then, and they finally get the Megazord up and everything. And uh, long story short, they defeat the Pinoctopus and stuff like that. But it still it gave them a run for their money uh, in did. this episode. And this episode again, I thought. I mean, it really pushed the boundaries, but I was very impressed by it. I was, I was like, this is different for Power Rangers, but I kind of liked it. Yeah, same here. I, uh, I thought that this was ultimately a really good episode. And I think another thing I really liked about this was, for most of the episode, uh, it had a real change of scenery. Like we, we weren't at you know the juice bar, you know, <laughs> we weren't, we weren't in the in the school hallway. We weren't in the command center. Like, we were in a theme park, and we had never been in that environment for this show yet. Yeah, and since we were in that environment, it really created a different feel for the episode. And I think that's another reason why the episode came across a little bit darker, was because mm-hmm. we just had that kind of different scenery around it. And the fact of, too, evil monsters and carnivals, for some reason, just go together. They they just do. They they really do. I mean, <laughs> truth be told, they really do. And I, I can't figure out why, other than the fact that for years, you know, television and movies have done it. Oh, absolutely. Especially around this time. Like, if you remember, mm-hmm. you know, like we were talking about earlier, horror movies around this time, where a lot of it was centered around carnivals. Or, or attack of killer clowns or serial killer clowns for that. Right. Instance, which was, which by the way, was even more scary if you just had like one serial killer clown, like, it's like, especially um, Pennywise. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, something. And, and I believe that movie, it had come out a year before this, didn't it? In the 80s? Th- that's an excellent question. Uh, when did that come out? No, no, I got to. I gotta look it up. I, I'll let you look up that and everything uh, like that. But final thoughts on this episode, Ace, before we move on. Mm-hmm. 1990. Okay, we, we can go on now. 
Oh, okay. There we go. So, so actually, it came out, you know, about two years before Power Rangers. Right. So that's an interesting time date. Yeah. <laughs> but what what are your final thoughts on this episode? I think that this was... Uh, I thought this was a great episode, honestly. There were a couple things about it that were really kind of odd, like hmm, a clown into a pine octopus. That's that's strange, but all right. <laughs> uh, but I, I did like the fact that they they tackled you know a, a more kind of grounded and darker theme, being uh, you know uh, child abduction and whatnot, and yeah. tapping into a lot of people's fears of clowns and. You know, I, I really enjoyed the fact also that, you know, we get to see the Power Rangers kind of struggle with something a little different for a change also. Uh, this episode, while it may not be the greatest of all the episodes, what it really does well is it breaks up the monotony that you could foresee for the show. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. And here's a question I have for you, Ace. We'll talk about this real quick. Mm-hmm. Do you think this was one of the episodes at the time where parents literally called Fox or they called um, Saban and was like, hey, we know that this is a kid's show. We know it's a little more action-packed, but that right there went a little too far. This could have been. This could have been one of the episodes that, that did it. And... Um... I mean, because you're right, you, you do hear or you can at least go online and read about a lot of the complaints that people send in the show about the the violence of the show. Um, but oddly enough, I don't recall seeing a lot of complaints about the themes of the episodes. So I don't know how closely parents were paying attention to a lot of those things. I think that they just maybe glanced at the TV and saw their children watching, you know, these rangers beating up aliens or vice versa. And and, yeah. and that maybe got them riled up. I it, it might have, but you know when I when I see this type of episode, because if you really think about it, you don't see this type of episode in the Power Rangers in any sort of form uh, ever again. So right. So to me, it was kind of like one of those episodes where they were like, "All right, let's see how far we can push this." And then when they got like some a little bit of backlash, they were like, "Okay, so we can't go that far then." Basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and and it's probably not even from parents. It's probably more from Fox at the time, who was just like, "Hey, that was a little too dark. Don't do that. Don't do that all the time." Kind of thing. right. Like, go. You could go there, but you got to pull it back. Like, mm-hmm. You got to know when to pull it back. Yeah, yeah, and I think you're right. And I, I, I but again. I really enjoyed the episode. It's definitely a different style for the Power Rangers. It's one that was really groundbreaking for them. Um, and I really enjoyed it, uh, just like you. I recommend everyone checking this uh, episode out and let us know what you think uh, on uh, on our Facebook page, on the Power Rangers Go Facebook page. Uh, just let, let us know what, what your feedback is on not just this episode, but all the Power Rangers episodes uh, that we're going to get to. And we're going to continue right along after we after we come back from a word from TMB Studios. It's called Power Ranger Punks. That's right. We're going to discuss it when we come back. It's Power Rangers Go podcast here on TMB Studios. 
Hey, what's up? This is Caleb Stovall here with the Stovall Wrestling Network SWM Podcast talking all about what? That's right, the world of pro wrestling. Join me and my good friend Chris Dickens as we discuss current wrestling news, past wrestling, skits, interviews, and more. Chris, why don't you tell them all about the website? Hey, you can find the Stovall Wrestling Network on tmbstudios.ga. We're also available on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. It's SWN Stovall Wrestling Network. Be sure to check out all the other great podcasts as well as past episodes of this podcast right here exclusively on TMB Studios. All right, we are back here on the Power Rangers Go podcast. Of course, I am Caleb Stovall, along with Mr. Ace of the Morphing Grid. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or should I just call you Ace Don Zordon Gloss, Long Lost that's, Son? That's right, I'm Power Eggs. <laughs> Miss Long Lost, Long Lost Kid. If he doesn't give me my powers, I'm going to be the villain of the next season. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't get that money that the Power Rangers yeah. made and stuff like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyways, well, we move along and our very next episode is called Power Ranger Punks. And uh, and this is a very interesting episode. I remember this as a kid. And these episodes, even looking at them today are always cringeworthy because it takes <laughs> it takes the power rangers out of their elements mm-hmm. and it, you know specifically two of them and it turns them into bad guys and as a kid you never like to see that right you know yeah you you're right I, I always hated episodes of television as a kid where like my heroes were brainwashed when they became temporarily villains or something like that you know it's like no you're a good guy what are you doing uh no but hey, you got to have those episodes because then it, it makes you like really appreciate them, I guess, at the end of the day or something like that. That is true. So you always have to have those kind of moments, uh, especially to do something different. It, you know, you uh, it can't always be that, that they're goody two shoes. You got to show that like, you know, oh, no, they're human. They get pushed just like anyone else. And especially mm-hmm. when it's, you know, someone puts them under a spell. Uh, or something right. like that, which we will see in this episode. But it starts off with them playing volleyball, and they're just having fun and everything like that. And uh, that's what I wish you know I could do more of today is just go out and have fun on a game of volleyball or something like that. Like right. it looked like they were just having a blast and stuff like that. Of course, oh yeah. Of course, when I was in high school, you know, mostly we were doing was homework, which I right. didn't see them do. <laughs> You never see them do any homework. You know, you barely hear them talk about school. That's what I was you barely hear them talk about their parents. I'm just kind of like, I was oh going, like, wait a minute. What, you're, do you guys right. have lives outside of this? <laughs> no, that, that's the real reason why Zordon chose them. He's like, these kids have nothing to do with their time. Like, <laughs> uh, But you're right. Like, I, I don't ever recall them mentioning their parents. Are these just five orphans? <laughs> <laughs> well, so, uh, I mean, eventually we will see the parents uh, right. soon, but that'll be later. Um, but in this episode, they're just playing volleyball, having fun and stuff like that. 
and then the putties come and attack him, and it's to distract them while Fabu has been working on a a uh, evil potion to turn the rangers, I guess, into punks or just evil people. And it's dude when he when they show him making this thing, the stuff that he is putting into this, I was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. Let me see here, snails, a snake's <laughs> blood. I was like, I was like, are you trying to turn people evil or turn or or do a satanic cult? Here? That's what I was, I was gonna say. I was gonna say like Babu was performing a satanic ritual on Fox television show. That's what he was doing. I was, <laughs> I was like, good lord! I thought the last episode was right. dark. <laughs> uh, Babu said, and, and then we're gonna, you know, we're gonna summon the devil, uh, a Baphomet, and then we're gonna. <laughs> We're going to perform a seance, and then... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to sacrifice the virgin of someone? Right. <laughs> oh, like, oh, my God. But luckily, we didn't go that far. Yeah. <laughs> we just, here, make the mixture like this. I was like, oh, my God. What in the world is going on here? So he makes the potion, and the putties are distracting them, and... And and he is on top of what looks like an E.T. type of bicycle. (laughs) Right. He's on like a unicycle just pedaling over. I'm sitting there going, all right, look, I know the the Rangers are fighting uh, the putties. How the hell did he get in there unnoticed? That is an an excellent question. I'm going to fall back on another excuse I used in the last episode. Uh, Babu is is a master of stealth. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently. Apparently that is his secret God-given talent or something like that. Because he's he's up in the... Well, first of all, he's up in the air. So, like, I mean, I I can buy it for a little bit, but he's up in the air and he... (laughs) And he dumps the, uh, well, he pours the little liquid into their drinks that they have. And I'm sitting there going, good Lord, do you have the aim of, like, anybody? Like, like he must have had a sniper on that thing. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> he, just, he just drops it in there, and it goes into every single one of them. Even though it's one little tube, and it mm-hmm. has that much in it, it just goes to every single drink. <laughs> You know what? I also got to say this: like, this is one of the few episodes where the punishes are used appropriately. It's like <laughs> Rita, Rita finally realized: okay, these guys aren't going to beat anybody in a fight. Better nope. yet, the Power Rangers. But if I put enough of them out there, they can be a distraction, and that's, that's all I need them to do. <laughs> that's exactly what she needed them for. She didn't need them for anything else, and that was why they were used perfect in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> but so. We go along, and uh, Billy and Kimberly are the only ones to take the drink. So they drink it, and they immediately turn into punks, which I thought was just some of the best acting I've ever seen <laughs> in the fact that it was the worst. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? Like, the director for this episode had to have told them like okay no no you guys gotta you, you gotta punk it up some more you gotta you know exuberate it more like i just pictured the director telling them just to turn it up crank yeah. that knob up to 11 <laughs> they're like they're like they're like no 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 you gotta say it louder 
You gotta yeah. protect it. Hey, you know those punk. Hey, you know that punk rock stuff that's really popular. Go watch one of those. Because <laughs> Kimberly, oh. Kimberly looked just looked. I don't even know what she looked like in this episode. I just when I saw her, I went, "Oh my god, that's straight out of like '80s punk or something like." That. It is, <laughs> and like that's that's also like the really kind of off-putting thing about this episode is that like. This isn't even punk for the '90s. This is like '80s punk. That's what I was gonna say. I was like, I was like, punks like that did not dress like that in the '90s. That was straight out of the '80s. Like she looked like she was from the movie Grease. Right. <laughs> that was exactly like Billy. At least looked somewhat normal to me. Like I was like, I was like, okay, yeah. I, can I can pass for that. She though looked like she was watching the movie Grease and said, "Yeah, I'll just do that." <laughs> right, or or like that Johnny Depp movie Cry Baby. You know, she just <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But that's that's what they went with. And what's so interesting? So like, so like, you know, they're bad mouthing their friends and stuff like that. And they're just like, what in the world is going on with you guys? Blah, blah, blah. And so, like, you know, that, that doesn't, you know, they can't figure it out. So then they find, we go to school the next day. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, Kimberly and Billy are still punks and stuff like that. So they walk up to Bulk and Skull. And, you know, Skull always, you know, tries to get a date with Kimberly or one of the girls and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Well, this time... It looks like his wish might come true because she, because she's in the punk mode, so she's just like, "Yeah, let's let's go on out on a date and stuff like that." Terrorize the town is what she said. Yeah, terrorize the town. I was like, "What in the world?" Yeah. You just know <laughs> that there were like, you know that there were kids that looked at their parents and go, "What does she mean by that?" You don't know. <laughs> you don't need to know, son. Well, I'll explain <laughs> later. We'll explain later. Damn you, Saban. Damn you. <laughs> oh. And then and here's the thing now. Billy shows a more aggressive side, obviously, towards Bulk in this instance. Like Bulk tries to intimidate him, but then like he even grabs Bulk mm-hmm. and like pushes him up against the locker. And even yeah. Bulk is just like, oh, okay, man, okay. And I'm sitting there going, I'm like, so Billy. I get that you're supposed to be a nerd. Why can't you do that all the time? Yeah. I'm like, did the uh, did that potion that the that they drank, did it give them super strength as well? Because I've never known Billy to do that kind of thing. I I mean, I guess it, you know, it obviously ups their aggression and stuff right, like that. Right. But yeah, I just to me, I was just like, what? Like, like by this point. Here's my like like I wanted to make a note of this. At this point, Bulk should realize I should never mess with these guys again. They clearly is every time I mess with these guys, it does not work out for me. <laughs> you know that that is true. Like Bulk and Skull have had interactions with all of these guys, and it has never once ended in their favor. Never. They always try to they always try to undermine them. They always try to make fun of them, calling them the nerve patrol and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it never works out. Like they're always the butt of the jokes and stuff like that. So I would so if I'm them, I'm looking at it and going, you know, we're just gonna stay away from them. We're just gonna let them do their thing, kind of. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
But it makes it makes me wonder how many how many kids in the school take them seriously, because like the Rangers don't, and like that's the main interaction we see them with is with the Rangers. Yeah. So it's true because we could not afford anyone else in this show, so we just <laughs> had to just. So it's just the Rangers. The Rangers. It's like a Nickelodeon uh, type of thing, which is funny because the Power Rangers are now owned by Nickelodeon. Right. I believe so. It's funny because, like, if you ever watch a Nickelodeon show, like, say, iCarly or something like that, mm-hmm. you'll notice that none of the kids that are in these classrooms ever talk except for our main characters. Nobody That's else true. says anything. And it's the same with Power Rangers. Like, no one else says anything. It's just them. They're all just background extras. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there going, if I have this many background extras, I'd at least give some of them some lines. Yeah, you you, you would think so, but hey, you know, once again, it's not quite in the budget. I so. guess not. So, so uh, Billy and Kimberly are still punks and everything, and of course, Rita releases a monster, and Zordon calls them to the command center, and they trap them in uh, in a you know, in a force field type of thing. They trap Billy and Kimberly because, of course, you know, they're not in their right mind, so they have mm-hmm. to. So apparently Zordon and Alpha are aware of the situation, which is, which is always something I've always wondered. Like, I'm just like, if you, can, if you can see any attack coming, how come you couldn't have stopped Fabu? Like, you couldn't have gone, hey, Rangers, Fabu's in the area. He's trying to do something. <laughs> That's an excellent question. You know, because it does make you wonder, like, what are, what are you guys doing when there's no danger? You know, like, what what, what is Zordon and Alpha doing, like, when, when Rita's not, you know, messing with people? Because it's like, as soon as Babu lands on Earth, you think that they'd be like, hey, oh, Rangers be on the lookout. Babu's in the area. You know, <laughs> something. Yeah. I, I, I've just always wondered that. I'm just like, how come they can't stop them like right then? <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like with, like with the happy birthday, Zach, uh, episode, like I sat there, I was just like, man, it took y'all forever to alert the Rangers. Like, shouldn't y'all alerted him? Like when Rita showed up, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess that's just how it works. That'd be, that'd be too convenient. We can't have that. Of course, of course. Uh, you, you have to make it uh, difficult, I guess, for them. <laughs> but, <laughs> but so they're trapped in a little force field, and uh, Rita has unleashed the Terra Toad. Yes, that's what it's oh, called, people. Yes. The Terra Toad. And I remember this because I thought it was like, I didn't think it was like an intimidating monster or anything. But the power that he possessed, it was like, whoa, holy shit, he could actually eat the Rangers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because in this episode, so he eats Zack and Trini first. And he just, like, he just eats them like a little ball of light. And mm-hmm. then they're inside of him, right? Yeah, and he then, gets a tattoo of them, basically. <laughs> exactly. He's attacked two of them already, and then here, and then here's what happens. Jason goes in to fight him as well, and instead of his like being a ball of light, his is his whole body. Like his, like you actually see his feet like kicking and stuff, like, right. like going into him. <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, yeah, like oh my gosh. <laughs> like 
That had to have been Super Sentai. Only they could have thought that up. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, that 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 definitely was an American. I, I mean, I mean, and you can tell that a lot of obviously all of it was Super Sentai at at that point. Yeah. But, but there has to be a cure for Billy and Kim, uh, Kimberly for these Power Ranger punk things, and it comes in the form of what they are calling a singing squash. And that, w- if I had had to listen to that singing squash, <laughs> I'd have shot myself. <laughs> like, Ugh. I was like, holy shit, that is the most annoying thing ever. <laughs> it really was. I was like, th- this thing would stop anybody, not just the toe. Like, this, uh, this thing would fix anything, you know? <laughs> it would, like, 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 Billy, do your homework. No, I don't want to. Ah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll do it. I do, it. I do it. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm glad that who was that made it? Was it? Was it Jason? Someone commented about how terrible, how awful it sounded. Zach. Zach. It was Zach. Yes. Zach. I don't know what's. Wor- I don't know what's worse, those putties or that squash. Right. <laughs> and I was just like. I know, I'm actually kind of wondering that. Right. And so the Rangers are obviously uh, tied up with the Teratode, so he has to send Alpha, Zordon does, to retrieve the Singing Squash. And why they need the Singing Squash is because they, they need to take the sap from it, and it will cure um, Billy and Kimberly from this punk thing that they've got going on. So... By the way, I only wish that like the Power Rangers were able to play like real music because it's like it's like if they had like done this episode when Blink One Eighty Two was out or Good Charlotte, <laughs> you'd have heard like the anthem in the background. <laughs> like, oh, something. that would have been great. It would have been amazing. It would have been like the I would have I would have just been like, all right, this is the greatest episode of all time. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Or like, or I guess for like this time, they could have done like the Ramones and stuff like. That. Oh, there you go. Oh my gosh. Or Rancid or whatnot. Like, like <laughs> good lord, that would have been amazing had they done that. <laughs> Hell, they could have even done Metallica in this. <laughs> oh man, that that would have been too much for <laughs> for for this. Yeah, like 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 the singing squash gets pulled out. <laughs> they, they just, Sleep with one eye open. <laughs> Could you imagine? Oh my! This is like this is why you know we need to we need to you know get like half a billion dollars and buy from Hasbro and and just do it ourselves. Yes, <laughs> yes, Hasbro, if you're listening, I'll take it for about five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I got about five dollars in my pocket. I can do it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> or, 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 you know what? We'll just say seven bucks. They'll think it's for the Rocks production. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> seven bucks production. I, I, I tell you this. I tell you this right now. I know we're jumping ahead, but I tell you this right now. I know I could have wrote a better movie than they did. Oh the, man! The reboot movie, not the not the Mighty Morphin ni- uh, ninety nine oh, okay, movie, okay. but but I, no no that one was amazing. I'm talking about the reboot movie. You know, uh, I'm I'm not an apologist for the reboot movie, but I also don't hate it. 
I, I, I'll say that. I'll say that. I didn't hate the movie myself, but uh, I just thought that there were things that they could have done so much better. And it, and I just, I didn't kind of like how quickly the uh, the Megazord fight was kind of thing. I just, I, uh, I didn't like yeah. how quick everything was. I thought it was too Breakfast Club type. Movie. It was. It, it really ha- did have a lot of Breakfast Club vibe to it, but and which I, I like. I said I got what they were going for. We'll just talk about it right now, folks. But <laughs> uh, I got what they were going for, but I also just I just I didn't like the execution of it all. I thought that there were I, again. I thought that there were things that they could have done so much better with it and could have made like like especially with the technology that we have now, like the Megazord uh, fight scene to me could have been so much more epic. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think for me, the things that I didn't like the most were a lot of the, the design choices. Like, I didn't like the design of the Megazord. I didn't like the design for Goldar. True. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and, and even for, for Rita Repulsa, um I liked that it went a different direction, but I didn't really like, you know, her her whole kind of vibe. Uh, I didn't yeah. like her vibe either, but I love the actress that they chose. For yeah, yeah, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks. Banks. Yeah, she, I she's great. It was amazing, and there couldn't have been anyone more perfect to play Zordon than Brian. Brian Cranston, Cranston of, of course. Well, Brian Cranston, who also lent his voice talents for this show on several occasions, by the way. Really? Yes. He really? said that these were, these were some of his earlier uh, uh, acting gigs. Well, yeah, he he uh, he lent his voice for a, a lot of the villains on several episodes. Wow, so it would only make sense that he was Zordon in the <laughs> yeah. reboot movie. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes, me like, that, that makes me kind of like it more now, but... <laughs> I just didn't. I just didn't like the fact of that we basically saw five minutes of Power Rangers when it's like to me we should have seen like fifteen minutes of Power Rangers, is like in their yeah. Power Ranger forms. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's like it, it kind of happens right there at the end, you know, and uh, when we kind of see them become who they are. But most of the movie is about the journey of them becoming Power Rangers, and right. I, you know, I, I will say this just to play devil's advocate. I think that the movie did that better than the show because in the well, show is yeah. like you know, the first ten minutes. Okay, I guess we're Power Rangers, and you know, <laughs> and in the movie, it's like the first you know hour. You know, it's like oh wow. So I guess we're becoming Power Rangers. So yeah, I, the I, journey. I, I, I can I can see that. So like I'm, I mean like I. Like I said, I got that kind of stuff. It's just, again, I just thought that they... Like, okay, I didn't like the fact that they randomly played the Go Go Power Rangers theme song and they weren't even doing, like, the Megazords at the time. It was just like... Mm -hmm. It was just like they randomly played it and I thought, no, like, play this when the Megazord is forming. Right, right. And 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 I didn't like the fact of that we didn't have a lot of the posing as well. Like I was like, people might think that that's corny or whatnot, but that's that, also what the Power Rangers do. You know, I'll I'll say this. I think that the movie's uh, biggest hangup, I think that its biggest sin, was the fact that it didn't know 
what demographic it was playing towards. Because if it's playing towards the younger kids, the younger generation, then they were thinking our tone would be one way. But if we're aiming towards the people who watched Mighty Morphing when they were kids, they're now adults. So the tone would be different. And exactly. I, and, and I think that they couldn't find that perfect kind of marriage. Like they didn't know exactly what to do with the tone of the movie. And so it was, it had a serious tone, but Power Rangers is a ridiculous concept. And so the, the, the two never really meshed that well, the, the tone with the uh, with the plot, and so it, it kind of ended up being this this lukewarm type of mess. Yeah, I and and you know I completely agree with it. I just like I said, and, and you know we're gonna go into this uh, mm-hmm. on another time in in more great detail and stuff like oh, that yeah. when we actually go back and watch the movie because it's been a while since I've seen the movie, right, right, uh, and everything. But I just re- I just remember those certain parts. Uh, about it and I, I just and I didn't think it was terrible or anything like that don't get me wrong mm-hmm. I just didn't like for me the hype the build up for the movie and so it just didn't live up to it in my opinion oh you know, you're right well, well let me ask you this and we can mm-hmm. move on from it uh, with you you're on an airplane hypothetically speaking you're on a long flight and you have two movies uh, that you can choose from for your in-flight movies Either the Power Rangers reboot or the Ninja Turtles reboot. Which one are you watching? Oh, God. Power Rangers <laughs> reboot all fucking day. I don't even know why they bothered to even acknowledge the Ninja Turtles on that one. Uh. All right. Stephen Amell couldn't help that fucking franchise whatsoever. Oh man! Well, that's what happens when you have someone like Michael Bay producing it. <laughs> like oh. all action, no plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are not wrong. I mean, they were they were hulking creatures, man. They were they were not ninjas. They were hulks. Yeah, they were hulks, and then Casey Jones was a little bitch. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. And oh, yeah. that, Oh my lord, we could get into that on on, on another day, but mm-hmm. I'm definitely picking the Power Rangers reboot. That's for <laughs> damn sure. I, I'll pick that any day of the week. <laughs> and, you know, and, and to all you more phenomenal listeners out there, please feel free to comment on the Facebook page which movie you would take. Would you watch the Power Rangers reboot or the Ninja Turtles reboot? And, and let, let let us know why. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if you say Ninja Turtles, I'm gonna be like, "What drugs are you doing?" <laughs> And if it is, can I have some? No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. But uh, speaking of uh, drugs and stuff, the Power Rangers Punk episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, they technically took a drug to, yeah. <laughs> to turn into punks. <laughs> oh, my Lord. But, uh, yeah, so the singing squash um, and uh, and Alpha grabs it. But when he goes to grab it, right, the putties go to attack him. And this is where, again, they are the least effective motherfuckers on, <laughs> on the planet because he just does one move, just defense system, and they all go down. <laughs> <laughs> no fight whatsoever. They didn't even attempt to grab Alpha. They just, they just got near him, and he sent off this electrical bolt, and they were done. They were right. dead. 
and he got out of there. And by the way, this is where you could tell that their production budget was like so low because it's just one dimly lit room with the like cardboard <laughs> cardboard <laughs> setting and he yes. goes and grabs the squash from it. <laughs> right. And, and that's about it. <laughs> there was nothing to this and it was like supposedly in another dimension and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but then <sighs> he makes the drinks and Billy and Kimberly they're still they're still shouting the most absurd absurdities at um at right. Sword on. They're like they're like, yeah, bucket bucket head and stuff like that. Yeah, that's just like the rudest shit that they can that they can get away with on this show. And of course, Zordon is as cool as a cucumber. Like he's just he he just he's just letting it go in in uh, one ear and out the other. He's just like, "You will be released when our mission is complete." <laughs> like, now, now when the cameras weren't on them, Zordon was like, "Listen here, you little motherfuckers! I, w- <laughs> like, I will I will escape this interdimensional time warp and and kick your ass if you keep talking <laughs> shit." <laughs> I was once one of the Power Rangers. I'll whoop your ass. He probably told him, he was like, he was like, remember those Power Eggs I told you to get? I'll put you in them motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> That's great. Oh, that is great. <laughs> so Alpha's making the drink. And and it's I love how it's like the most simple formula, green stuff, and just sport, you know sporting around, and so he gives it to them, and uh, they drink it and they turn back to normal. And I love I love their reaction to it. Of course, they're just like, "Hi, Alpha," and then she looks at herself and she just goes, "Oh, gross! What am I doing? Like, what right. am I wearing?" <laughs> so you can tell that she is. You can tell that she is uh, back to normal. You can tell that she's really back to normal. And she's just like, hey, what's going on over there? You know, the viewing globe. And they walk over and she's like, oh, totally gross. A toad. Yeah. (laughs) like, like, okay, well, she's back to normal. (laughs) Exactly. If you needed any more hints, that's, that's it right there. Yep. So... They go into battle. They join the others. And, of course, by this point, Jason is pretty much being eaten as they get there. (laughs) And so it's just the two of them. So they have to now, you know, figure out what to do. And uh, Billy actually gets eaten as well. And he gets eaten like Jason. Like, I'm sitting there going. Yeah. I'm sitting there going, why did their whole bodies go in? And then just two of them went in like a light. (laughs) That. You know, I I don't know. I don't know. I just it must have been the Super Sentai footage, uh, mm-hmm. and, and that's just the way that they did it or something. But yeah, I kept wondering that the whole time. I was like, I was like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> but hey, that is what it is. And so you know, this Toad is actually looks like he's about to defeat the Rangers. Yeah, he's doing he's like, doing great. Yeah, he is. He really is. And then. Here's the thing, uh, uh, Zordon tells Kimberly, um, you know, hit him in the neck with your with your power bow. But 
before she can do that, Fabu just kind of comes in and just goes, no, you don't. Pushes her out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> just pushes her. <laughs> I mean, he's the real MVP for this episode. Him and the Toad. Yes, he is. Like, like Rita should look at Fabu and be like, all right, so you're clearly someone who knows what they're doing sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, so, she gets the bow, but she ends up getting the bow still, and she sticks, like, five of five of them in his neck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, good grief. She sticks, like, five of them, and, and then the rangers are released, finally. And then, of course, they get all their weapons out, and they're doing your whole face of toad, you're going to lose type of thing. Right, right. After they've just been eaten. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then, so they all hit him. And this was one time where they didn't even use the Zords or really even the main power weapon. Like, they didn't use the... um, The flame or the uh, what? What do they call it? The power cannon. I think that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Oh, it's like the power blaster or something like that. Yeah, I forget the the technical name for it. Yeah, I forget it. But like when they combine all the Mm -hmm. weapons, but they didn't even need that for this episode. They they beat the toad, and Kimberly beats him with just one with. the arrow going into the toad in in this episode, I thought that was one of the coolest things. I, I I'm not gonna lie, I was like that was awesome. That was pretty cool. Like, cause she just shot it and it just went straight in, straight into his mouth and ducked right. like ducked like several trees to do it too. Yeah, <laughs> like, that was a hell of a shot. <laughs> it was, and apparently she can control the movement of the bow or something like right. that. <laughs> I don't know, but when it went straight into that motherfucker's mouth and he explodes and that's the and that's the end of the teratode. And I was just like, holy crap. Like <laughs> Yeah. Like this was a pretty badass fight scene. I'm not gonna It lie. was. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And uh the, the, this was a good one though. And like that that last fight scene like you said was Pretty cool, especially since they didn't go to like the go-to methods of winning. Right, right. Like it wasn't like it would normally be because normally. And here's what I was wondering: Why didn't Rita just throw down an, another damn st- like what? When does she choose who she you know <laughs> gives another chance to? Kind of thing. Uh, you know that <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, you know, Rita has her methods, and who am I to who? <laughs> Who am I to question them? <laughs> uh, apparently, we're nobody, but Zed will question her uh, oh, methods and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's later on. But that was Power Rangers punks. And then, you know, they, they go back to normal. And Bulk goes up to Billy and, like, tries to intimidate him again. He's just like, not so tough now, are you? And I'm sitting there going, Billy literally just threw you up against the locker. He can do it again. He can do it again. He can do it again. He can fight. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, maybe, maybe Bulk and Skull just have like really short term memory. Maybe they have like CTE from all the times they've been beaten up by the Power Rangers, and like they just have a hard time remembering. 
I don't know, but apparently they just they can't take no for an answer. No, 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 they can't. But you know, I guess to be fair though, uh, like Skull, uh, he's right. Like, uh, yeah, uh, Kimberly said that she would go on a date with him. And yep. so he shows up, you know, looking as, as good as he can. You know, that's the best that you're going to get from him. And he's like, hey, you know, you ready to go? And uh, so in this one instance, I kind of feel bad for him, you know, because he thought that things were going to go one way and then they didn't. See, I would have felt bad for him, but then he kind of tried to force himself on her. So yeah, yeah, so that, like, that's, that's when, yeah, yeah. So I was like, all right, well, you know, I did feel sorry for you, but. Now I don't. <laughs> like, right. Like, uh, and here's the thing: Bulk and Skull start off as such bullies in this show, but gradually we will see that they also too have a you know a human side to them. That which I shouldn't say human side, but they have that kindness and compassion that's hidden down in them. Right. Get what I'm saying? Yeah, they're multifaceted. You know, they're they're yes. not just binary, monolithic heroes. Like there's characteristics to them. Yeah, exactly. But for right now, you know, we're just going through the bully phase of them and stuff like that. So you know, they're doing a lot of questionable things and stuff like that. But that's pretty much Power Rangers punks uh, in a nutshell. Uh, Ace, what are your final thoughts on this uh, episode? This episode, I thought, was was super entertaining, and a lot of it did have to do with the fact that it was just so hilarious. Yes. You know, from from seeing Babu not stealth at all and just, you know, able to essentially roofie the Power Rangers drinks with an evil <laughs> potion, uh, you know, <laughs> And, and and seeing the punk versions of Billy and Kimberly, I thought was also fantastic. Oh, it was hilarious. Uh, seeing them out bully the bullies, you know, that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and and the the toad was, you know, turned out to be just so effective, and it was great. And also that that hero Mary shot that Kimberly made with the, with the uh, the arrow was also phenomenal. Oh, that was just that was just really cool the way that they did. Like that was like. Matrix before Matrix came out. Yes, like it's like like it's like the Matrix movie saw like, and I'm pretty sure that the Matrix used examples of like Power Ranger episodes when they were doing like uh, when they were coming up with those kind of concepts and stuff like that. I'm sure Power Rangers were used a lot in those types of things, right? Just to get some ideas and stuff like that. Especially, you know, like like, like I like I said with the Arrow. Like that arrow looked almost like the scene in Matrix where Neo is dodging the bullets and stuff yeah. like that. So I, I was just like, oh, well, okay, then the Matrix had to have seen something from the Power Rangers and went, yeah, let's try something like that. <laughs> right. But it was an awesome episode. I, I really did like it. Um, I liked a lot of these episodes that, that we covered today. Last week's uh, episode, or last um, episodes that, that we covered, I didn't like a lot of them as much. I think the only I think the only episode that I didn't really like from this batch was the Tickle Sneezer episode. I just because I just <laughs> I can't get behind. I just I can't get behind the name of Tickle Sneezer. <laughs> I just can't yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, 
I think that was probably my, my least favorite from these batch of four as well. I loved Happy Birthday, Zach, though. That was that awesome. That was great, yeah. That, one that was, was an awesome one. And plus, like I said, as a kid, the Black Ranger was always my favorite. And it didn't matter, like, what Power Ranger you were talking about. If it had a Black Ranger in it, I was like, that is my favorite one. That's why I liked uh, In Space so much was because they bl- uh, brought back the uh, Black Ranger, whereas uh, for Zeo and Turbo, they had a Green Ranger. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. So, I would... Well, and too, in Zeo, you know, you had the Gold Ranger, but a lot of his costume was, like, like black and stuff like that, and I was like, I was like, oh, my God, that's the coolest freaking character I've ever seen in my life. Yes. Um, Or one of them. Right. And stuff like that. So I was always like a Black Ranger fan. So that one was really cool to watch that episode. And then I really, I love the no clowning around because it just, it was a different vibe for Power Rangers. It was, it was definitely different and it pushed a lot of boundaries, like, like we said, and stuff like that. And then No Punks was just, that one, that one was just a fun, or uh, yeah, Power Rangers Punks. Mm-hmm. That one was just, uh, that one was just a fun one. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, but yeah, happy birthday, Zach! I think was my also my number one for for this batch, uh, just because that just had so many c- cool and fun elements to it that you just can't deny. And also just seeing seeing Zach get bummed out about his friends forgetting his birthday, or so he thought was uh, was also a great touch to it. It was, and plus, like like. You know, I didn't feel bad for it because it's like it's like I know at the end here they're gonna surprise him, and he's just gonna and it's gonna be amazing uh, for him. But I think the most thing that I liked about the Happy Birthday Zach episode was just that fight scene between him and the Nasty Knight. I was like, damn, this is really good. Oh yeah, it was just a really cool. And again, it was one of the it was one of the more monsters that was definitely more mobile. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, he, he's been one of my favorite villains, the Nasty Knight. Yes, absolutely. Like, he was definitely more mobile than the fucking Ponoctopus. <laughs> like, <laughs> that motherfucker couldn't move for shit. Yes. Oh, All he man. could do was flap his tentacles around. Like... <laughs> <laughs> And again, I still, I just want to, I just want to know on that set who they were just like, all right, so we got to have these clowns turn into something. What can we have them turn into? Oh, let's turn them into a big pineapple. Like, right. It's like, whose idea was this? <laughs> I have no idea. But what's funny about that is, though, is that you had the Super Sentai footage, but there was also American footage of the uh, Pinoctopus as well. And you go and you look at it, they're they're nothing alike like <laughs> it's a completely different color on all sides <laughs> oh that's great <laughs> I, hey someone in the effects department just they like to fall asleep at times apparently <laughs> right. or they're like listen like the, the 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 budget doesn't call for this okay so we just have to make do <laughs> that's right it was like we, we can't we can't fit it in so <laughs> But that, but these were a lot of fun. Uh, I, I, I had a blast covering these as well. And I'm looking forward to uh, the next four episodes, which will be Peace, Love, and Woe. 
Foul play in the sky, Dark Warrior, and Switching Places. Those are going to be the next episodes. And then, folks. Oh, boy. Then after that. Yep. I was just about to say, Ace, we're going to just, we'll tease it a little bit right off the bat here. After that, we've been doing four episodes, by the way, of Mm -hmm. uh, Power Rangers each week here on the podcast. This one coming up, though, we're going to be doing a special five-part episode. Oh, yes. It's going to be really great because it's probably the greatest thing to ever happen to Power Rangers, which was Green with Evil. Oh, man. This, This was the first time as a kid that I ever felt anxiety. I know. Like it was like when you watch that when you watch those episodes as a kid, it was agonizing because you were just like, "What's gonna happen? I don't know what's gonna right. happen." Because like for so the first great. and I don't want to go into it or oh, anything yeah. like that yeah, right now because right. we'll we'll have a special five parts for that one because it's a five part series uh, within the season of Mighty Morphin. But it's what people literally describe as like the greatest thing to ever happen to Power Rangers and stuff like that. When we get the greatest ranger of all time uh, introduced, which is Tommy, of course. Jason David Frank will enter the fold. But we have to get through four more episodes before we get to that. And we're going to do it right here next week on the Power Rangers Go podcast. Ace, man, this was a blast just like always, man. It's been more phenomenal. <laughs> yep. It has been more <laughs> phenomenal. It has been, I don't even know what other uh, stuff that they use to describe it. So we'll just, <laughs> yeah, it's been more phenomenal uh, each time and it's going to, and it's going to continue to be. Uh, we've got some really good episodes coming up. And like I said, in two weeks, folks, Green with Evil, we will finally get to it. It's going to happen. But for now, that's going to be it for this edition of the Power Rangers Go podcast. Ace, final thoughts on all of these uh, four episodes before we sign off. There was a lot of diversity in these episodes that really broke up the potentially monotonous tone of the previous episodes as a whole. And it really made it so that these episodes kind of stand on their own two feet and they don't really bleed together, which I think is a good thing. Overall, they were they were a lot of fun. I had a blast with these episodes, and I can't wait to see what comes next. Oh, it's it's gonna be fun. I can't wait for it either. And hopefully, you'll come on back with us. And plus, if you want to discuss with us more Power Rangers stuff, always visit our Facebook on Power Rangers Go on Facebook, and uh, you can chat. Sometimes we'll be on there. You can post stuff on Power Rangers and stuff like that. You can ask us questions. We might have some answers for you. Or if you just want to talk about some Power Rangers, hey, message us. It'll be a lot of fun. But that is it for this week here on Power Rangers Go Podcast. He is the ace of the morphing grid, Quentin Ficklin, and I am Caleb Stovall. Peace out, everyone. <laughs>